episode 102 of Dude and a Monkey. Uh, it's quite a low-key start, weirdly. Uh, my name's Ian Lauren, and uh, it is uh, Noel Mellor's uh, Peaky Staggers uh, Stag Weekend. I'm thinking of calling the episode Peaky Staggers, with Noel's approval. Yeah, there we go. No, cool. And, uh, yeah, so um, it's going to be a bit of a mesh-mash of stuff this week. Um, so uh, there's definitely going to be a review of It Follows, because uh, Noel and I are going to go and see that in about an hour and a half. So after this section, it will follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know, if you want to imagine, like, Noel and I just walking towards you, or whatever it is with that film, if you... You know, I, I saw the trailer for it ages ago when yeah, it's like, like buzzing around it. Somebody's like walking towards yeah. it like constantly yeah. like, uh, or something like that. So just imagine Noel and I doing that and then like like five seconds before we're about to read you, Mark just comes in and like jumps up at you or something like that, you know. Or like Jordan with his dick out or something like that, who knows. But um, but anyway, um, so we're just gonna we we're actually talking before we were recording. Um, Noel's here by the way. Hello. Uh, hi. And um, and uh, well, first off, so it's my Sorry? I hope so. It's my stack ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too right. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's true. Oh, you never know. I might just be recording by myself. So, I don't know. I'm just going to do an impression of Noel. Hello. No, no, that's not Noel. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Hello. 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 I'm Noel Mella. Um, no, no. Uh, so, you can work on Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're drinking a lovely pint that um, Noel recommended. A bloody expensive pint that Noel recommended. Yeah, that was unexpected. So, yeah. Uh, all-day IPA, which, I've, I've which I normally drink in small cans, and it costs a very small amount of money. Look, I've got to ask. Normally, like, oh, is that what you're going to ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's about two thirty-five a can for like the small three hundred. Like three thirty mil cans. Yeah. Right. which is quite expensive. But for craft ales in cans, they're all roughly around that price. Well, to be fair, then, for a pub, let's tangent yeah. as we want to do. Two thirty-five for a three thirty milliliter can. Yeah. So that's four. 70 for like a 660ml bottle say ok so 470 now this costs £6 a pint and that's 568ml so yeah it's way more expensive but the, the premium for paying the fact you're in a pub yeah, it's, yeah I, I suppose it's not that bad I don't know it's just I think in general in Manchester even for craft ales anywhere you're generally paying maximum four quid so it just seems it sounds expensive that's all especially for I would expect to pay six quid for a pint or something that was maybe 7.2% uh-huh. yeah like yeah that. no quite but, yeah. I, but a 4.7 is it 4.7% special ale I would expect it to be a little bit so I was surprised and considering this place appears to be sponsored by them by the fact they've got yeah, beer them all over the place which yeah. I'm, I'm going to be taking one of these back yeah, home yeah, by the yeah, way because yeah. uh, I'm sure they don't care and uh, I don't know it's, uh, it's quite a nice map so uh, before we started recording um, Noel was talking about um, he has been walking past a poster starring a particular actor. Yeah. Oh no, what was it? Are you walking past a poster? Or? Uh, yeah, po- post on poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I so was just suddenly struck by the sheer volume of work that this person has been putting out in the last. Uh, well, I thought last few years, but we've kind of looked at it a little bit further in, in, in terms of the last decade. And uh, yeah, uh, my 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 proposition is that Liam Neeson is a money-grabbing bastard. 
pretty much. Now, the thing is, because Noel was saying, when was the last time Liam Neeson did actually a film that actually meant something to him? Like, probably actually meant something to him. Because, unlike a lot of people, I'm sure the Lego movie doesn't mean anything to him. Yeah, to a lot of people, it's basically, over the last year, has become like almost like a parent to them or something, and just how much affection they have for the Lego movie. But, uh, probably not Liam Neeson. Now, we had a look, and between 2005 and present day, Liam Neeson, in terms of films, this isn't TV episodes or video games. Liam Neeson has been in 33 films since 2005. Now, uh, in so 33 films divided by 10 years, that is 3.3 films a year, which is over three films a month. In, in fact, it might actually be no, it's not. It, it is three, uh, three films a year, even. Um, it is over three films a year because that would no, because that would be four films a year. So it's just a bit less than three films a year. No, hang on, I'm getting very confused. Uh, no, well, like if you're going to talk maths, then I'm probably going to get. Probably and I will say, I've, I had a four pack of bud on the train up here, so I'm a, I'm a little bit. Uh, Oh, Jesus, people well, are probably point, screaming now. The but the is, point is, is... We go back to 2005, and you said, sort of, uh, Breakfast on Pluto. Four you, films a year, man. He's been in four films a year. I'm sure of this now. All right, yeah. let's say he's been in four films a year since 2005. Um, and even prior to that, you know, in the year before that, he did a fair few, and, and there was Kinsey, which I guess... I, I'd say Kinsey is probably the breaking point. Because yeah, Kinsey, yeah. I could see him doing... Kinsey because he wanted to do Kinsey. Yeah, we've got Kinsey in 2004. There's a couple of other films, including Kingdom of Heaven and Batman Begins, and then Breakfast on Breakfast on Point Over. Then after that, he goes into full fucking franchise. Uh, yeah, there's uh, Chronicles of Narnia films. There's um, he starts off the Taken series. Uh, there's stuff like Seraph and Falls. Um, I don't know. Chloe's kind of a small thriller in a way, I suppose, but. If, maybe he wanted to work with, uh, with Atom Agoyan. He might have actually wanted to yeah. work with him, I suppose. Yeah. It's just the sheer volume of stuff that he's got, and, and particular in the last few years, the last couple fair. of years. It's, it's Was that maybe like after his wife died that he wanted to see some boobs? Could be. What, Chloe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that would work. It's, it's, more, it's more recently, though, it's just more the recent sort of... The Taken sequels and stuff like uh, Unknown. Non stop. Non stop. Unknown. I mean, uh, when did Non stop come out? It seems like literally. Last year? Since, since yeah. It was last year, wasn't it? Don't uh, blow my mind here. Two, 2014. Yeah, yeah okay. Right. It's only, only March, isn't it? So well. Um, yeah, it's just fucking hell. The quality of films that this guy has had out in the last few years. I mean, I know you're a big fan of the great, but there's not really anything in that filmography that stands out to me as being particularly. The thing is with the great, that film, sorry, it seems to be the filmmaker equivalent of someone trying to work personal shit out. You know, and I, I, like with the great, I mean, spoiler alert for the great, but, um, you know, it's basically, he goes off and basically. Takes himself off to the wilderness because his wife died. You know, and, you know. Obviously, that was probably quite sore for him at the time, and he basically like kind of like re- rebirths himself through being a manly man and punching wolves. So it's a very masculine way of dealing with things, as Joe Carnahan often is. 
but um, I could see that actually being something he wanted to do. By the way, the grey. Do, do you know? A lot of people really, uh, might know this, but the actor who was originally going to be in the grey and then drops out and leaves and went in the grey. Bradley Cooper. Can you imagine Bradley Cooper playing that role? Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have had the same. Well, I can't imagine him doing it now. But I mean, like, just Bradley Cooper being like the grizzle. I mean, obviously they probably were out to rewrite, but like being that character, That's like that. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just like what? Yeah, maybe now after American Sniper, because say what you want about American Sniper, he That's could do harrowed yeah. and traumatized. You know, like so. You know, um, I'm trying to. <laughs> Dance around American sniper. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, no. So Liam Neeson, it just—it's it, amazing, really, because he still seems like an actor who is respected. He turns up at the Oscars and whatnot. But yeah. and I mean, maybe it's just because his films do well at the box office that he's still able to kind of like he picks the right yeah. projects. Maybe I mean, to give him his due as well, he does he does do a range of stuff. He does a lot of he does a lot of animated stuff. Um, he's not afraid to do a little bit of comedy stuff like Iron Command he's done TV like Family Guy and stuff like that obviously the Lego movie uh, TV show Rev which is a surprise a million ways to die in the West so he's, he's not just these action movies that he's doing it just feels like it just feels like it's properly cranking. Like, like in the same way that Jason Statham was about, let's say, two, three about, years ago. Yeah, a few years back. Yeah. It just felt like there was a new one every week. Like, I don't know. Well, the thing is, it literally, it does feel like it, the promotional campaign... Sorry, uh, do I keep on hitting your foot? No, no it's the thing. Sorry. Um, um, promotional campaign, film comes out about two week gap and then there's another poster for another yeah. Liam Neeson film that literally feels like what it is he's, right? he's on the Jonathan Ross show once a, once a month yeah. saying I just really I'm just really invested in the character along with Russell Brand you know yeah. just like the, the regular every series of the Jonathan Ross show there is he's going to be on one of them he might turn up on Graham Norton every now and then yeah. if, he's, if he's feeling like it you know it just yeah so that's the thing. I mean, what, what does it say he's got coming up? I, I think well, he's in the new Scorsese. <coughs> he's in uh, Ted Two. He's in something called The Monster Calls, in which he plays the monster. Let's have a look at this then. Uh, I'm kind of. Oh, Felicity Jones, Jones is in it. Weaver, directed by J. A. Bayona. Oh, he's the uh, the one who did um, uh, the orphanage. Oh right. And he's, spo- he's supposed to be doing World War Z too. So this sounds. Oh, actually, this sounds all right. This just sounds like a bit of a sort of um, uh, a bit of a sort of children's fantasy, dark fantasy kind of thing, almost like a Del Toro-esque sort of job. That yeah. sounds interesting. Uh, decent cast. Um, so he's got that in 2016. He's also got Silence. That is the mo- that is the Scorsese, you know, yeah, it is. Senior, yeah, which is the Scorsese one with Adam Driver, Adam uh, Andrew Garfield. So, I mean, nobody's turning down fucking Scorsese though, are they? No, quite. Um, so you never know. Maybe, maybe maybe this year is the year he he, he thinks I've actually got enough mon- money now, and maybe I'll just. Well, look through, through his last his last uh, his last three films. One on my Take the Three and a Walk Among Two Stones. Although I have a, a Walk Among Two Two Stones is perhaps a little bit. He, he actually genuinely trying. seems to into yeah. that. So I mean, he's just sort of flushing out the last of these while he can. 
and we will spend the you know the twilight years of his career counting the money and doing stuff that's a little bit more worthwhile perhaps I don't know I, I, I mean I don't know good on him I mean obviously he's had a, a tough few years and whatnot, you know and it just um, I, I don't know if you're going to you take a paycheck you're going to take a paycheck it, uh, I, I don't know the rich always want more money I suppose but um, right next question for you Noel that I just thought um, judging by photos of Eddie Redmayne today the question would you fuck Eddie Redmayne who's going to answer it on the channel I'm pretty sure the counter question is does she have a Redmayne no now, now my thing is basically Jordan whatsapped us uh, this morning I was really really drunk and you told me it was Jessica Chastain I was thinking Kelly Riley just go along with it yeah, do you know Kelly Ryan? Right? Jessica Chastain are also Bryce Dallas Howard a little bit as well. But seriously, Kelly Ryan, do you know who that is? Right, okay, I'm going to Google her now because I genuinely, I woke up this morning and was like, why is Jordan WhatsApping me a picture of Kelly Riley? Oh, yeah, yeah, she's gorgeous, I love her. Yeah, no, I think she looks more like... I think she looks more like... Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, like Kelly Riley is stunning. Really, really. Now, the, the question is, do they put that out, that image out the week after the Oscars because they're trying to capitalise on the win? Or because if they put it out before, it might have been a bit like, oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think it's probably a bit of both. I think yeah. it's probably a case if they don't want to risk... I don't know, the thing is at the moment, and this isn't the original thought, everybody's saying it, it really is the sort of moment of tra- like transgenderism is the, the new show, topic du jour, and it's uh. the thing that everybody wants to kind of address. So, yes, they probably want to capitalise on the fact that he's not going to win like that, but at the same time, they obviously have that photograph ready to go, but why risk? Why risk? Why risk a few blog articles where people are finding the thing right away? When you can just wait a little bit, see if he wins the Oscar and maybe you can make that use of Yeah, I mean, good on him. You know, it, it, it just like, he was totally good organ. He probably knew at the time it's, this could get me some Oscar stuff going on. Like, sitting there, you know. To be fair, though, it's like. I'm playing the guy who has a degenerative disease, and now I'm playing transgender. It's, it's kind of chasing me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? it's, That's interesting. If he, if it was now and he got off with that role, would he do it, or whether it would just be like, right, I've got my Oscar now. I'm going to try not to do a Cuba Gooding Jr., but at the same time, I think maybe I'll just. I'm not going to do Jupiter Ascending too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe, I'll, but maybe I'll just play it safe for a few years, you know. Um, I don't know. It, it, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, all we've got is that image so far. Like, I don't. Do we know anything else about that film at all? I know that it's, and it's based on the first transgender. I read a little tiny bit about it today. It's based on the first transgender operated. Um, male slash female, um, I believe, was um, in some European countries, Denmark or something. Like that, I can't remember. But, um, so it's based on it's the story of the first person to have the sort of transgender operation from what from what you gather. For like some reason, I thought you were about to say it was the first trans- transgendered person who'd operated a forklift. And it was just been like, wow, that sounds like the best story I've ever made. I'm actually going to bring it up because these articles are. Um, Alright, 
but oh yeah, uh, Einat Wegener, uh, it's called The Danish Girl. Um, so yeah, um, he plays transgender pioneer Einar Wegener, uh, later known as Lily Elba in The Danish Girl, the movie set in the 1920s, and it's a love story about how Wegener, a painter, was persuaded by his wife Gerda. Uh, to pose in her women's clothes um, and in time he became Lily and started on his transformation to a woman um, yeah so I'm not sure if it is the first transgender but it, it's, it's, the story of, it's the story of someone in the 1920s changing their sex which yeah, is obviously fraught fraught with problems in the same way that maybe we wish the imitation game had been like maybe it's that you know I didn't. I didn't. I thought the imitation game had a more interesting story to tell, and it didn't tell it. So maybe this will tell a more interesting story. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sounds like it's Oscar chasing, but at the same time, it sounds like it's quite a. a, a I don't know, just a quite a, a brave story to uh, yeah. tackle. Actually, I mean, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, homophobia is something that's been dealt with in cinema for decades now but transgender is obviously it's the same thing at the moment it's probably going to be in a lot of films going forward but then again what was that film that bloody um, Felicity Huffman did um, a few years uh, back uh, Trans, yeah, Trans America, America yeah. and, I mean she got a Best Actress nomination for that as well you know yeah. and I remember that being really good actually so it, it, I don't know it, it does is, we've got the, 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 there's the, Netflix, uh, the Amazon show at the moment as well oh from Transplanted Transparent. Transparent. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah. And I would suggest that maybe that having a TV show with multiple uh, multiple series, ultimately they probably will be in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Maybe that will kind of run this 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 phase into the ground a little bit. And by yeah. the time the film comes along. We'll all be focused back on, uh, you know, you know it will be white, like white people say racism or whatever else. But you know, January next year, all it will be on like Five Live and bloody BBC News is the, the story of this and whatnot, and then it will be like Eddie Redmayne up for another Oscar, blah yeah. blah blah, and the cycle goes ever on, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'd be nice if the Oscars actually just, I don't know. I, I, we, we, I don't know. Just didn't have any of the stuff. Like they were saying, like the four of the five best actor nominees this year were based on real life people. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I, can we not just have some stories? Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Well, I mean, that's. I don't know though. That's the thing. I think probably. Even though Birdman won, but you know, there's a lot of people that would make the argument that the, that the, that the original stories aren't there anymore, and it's the Oscars is rewarding. The Oscars is rewarding. Based on based on the true stories, because the only other thing to to do is offer awards so based on the book or based on the the, the film that came before it or based on the comic. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily agree. I think there's plenty of original stories out there. It's just the, the Oscars focuses on what it thinks is worth it. What it thinks is worth it is true life stories of people who've had a hard time. Um, I mean, the, the hilarious thing I, fi- I find about the Oscars, I mean, we might have said this on Sunday night, but to be honest, I can't really remember anymore. But, um, yeah, people complain about the Academy all bloody year 
and then they're surprised when the yeah. things that get nominated and awarded get nominated and awarded. It's just like this, this kind of like the the, scent, the need that people seem to have that they need the validation. Yeah. They they need the the populace to agree yeah. that, that, that that with them. And it's just like just like what you fucking like. Yeah. I mean, like, I bloody I wrote a piece on Eat Sleep Live Film like five years, literally five years ago, yeah. about uh, Toy Story Three and how people were going nuts about it. Like somebody knocked its hundred percent off Rotten Tomatoes. Liam Neeson's had about seventeen films out since. You there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good math. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, but I mean, yeah, and it's just like the the, the circle spins ever on. Nothing yeah. fucking changes. Yeah. It's like. I mean, people still bitch about that now. I think they did with Boyhood. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, just like what you like. And yeah. if other people like you what you like, awesome. Yeah. But just it's deal with it if people don't. You know, the worst thing is, like you say, though, people complain about the Oscars all year round. They complain about it around Oscar time. I'm not watching the Oscars because of this, that, and the other. It's those same people that complain when Boyhood doesn't get a win because, again, that's, that's them saying, well, my film hasn't been recognised, the film that I fucking aligned myself with hasn't been recognised. And it comes down to the fact that you shouldn't be placing any, you shouldn't be placing any value in the Oscars. Why, like, why place any value in, in, in the Oscars? There's no, I, I have a, and I've said this many times before, I have a big issue with the word best anything anyway. I don't know what makes a best picture. I don't know what makes a, you know, I can see it a little bit in, in, in acting because of the craft and you can sort of pick out individual performances, but I still don't think you should. I think... Maybe the, the technicals. The only, the only maybe the technicals, like ed- editing, yeah. at least, like the skit of... Because the thing is, like yeah, the craft but categories but are only voted for by the, the people just, in the craft. Just taking, edit, just taking editing as, a, as an example of a different film requires a different type of editing. Like, every film requires a different type of editing. Sure. In the same way that every film requires a different type of costume or a different kind of performance from its actor. So, how do you single out five of the 300 films that come out in a year and say, these are the best five out of this, this, this number of films, and then we're going to pick this one? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really make any sense, does it? It's, you know, I enjoy the Oscars for the spectacle of it, but we shouldn't really be placed in any way on anything that, that goes into it. And if you're going to complain about how irrelevant the Oscars is before it happens, and don't complain, don't complain afterwards, afterwards when, totally. they, when they announce the fucking winner, because it, it, it really doesn't matter. Right? Actually, yeah. no, and the thing is, Boyhood still got nominated for a bunch. Yeah. You know, it was still it was still in the conversation, you know. It, it just, I don't know, I... I, I was it nominated because it's a, was it nominated because it's a great film, or was it nominated because it's a great idea? That's, well, there's, there's, that's, there's that's the rub, isn't it? It's like, if, is it just the achievement? Because, again, like, like we said at the, at the end of the show on Sunday, which I do remember, you know, 12 years, yeah, it was quite an achievement. It was a hell of an yeah, achievement. Yeah, yeah. But so was Birdman. Yeah. Like the the, the the logistics yeah. of getting Birdman to work yeah. was a hell of achievement as well. So you know, if you say, I mean, what, then again, it's the definition of what is best picture. And for me, anyway, the best pic, like the, my definition of best picture, is where the all the elements come together the best out of any film in that particular year. Yeah. You know, and to be fair, 
I, I would argue Birdman more than Boyhood, but all the elements came together the best. Yeah. Be- well, better anyway. I mean, like, overall, the performances were better. Yeah. The cinematography was better. You know, I mean, like, in a way, the editing was better, just because, yeah, you had a shitload of footage to cut, to cut down for the 12 years, but we're not basing best editing on. I don't know what what film had I don't know the best deleted scenes that you had yeah, to pick out or yeah. something you know so in terms of editing like the Birdman could you tell where those shots cut yeah you know it's really hard so I don't know I know other people have said that that some people have said that it's really easy and it's really obviously moments where those In terms of the growing pains of what it is to be an adolescent, yeah. I mean, it may, uh, Harry Potter maybe just because of the wealth of material, but it probably did a better job than Boyhood did yeah. because it, I mean, it had more yeah. time to tell it. Yeah. But you know, yeah, people, yeah, might, yeah, like, people might like to just pat themselves on the back a little bit and go, "Oh yeah, but this is Richard Linklater. It's not a film about wizards and blah 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 blah." But the idea is still the same. Yeah. We have seen a bunch of kids grow up before our eyes and change and deal with what it is to grow up. It just so happens that what they were dealing with. As well as you know, fancying girls for the first time and stuff like that was fucking he cannot be named. So you know, it's it's it's, it's the same fucking thing just in a fantasy. I, I mean, uh, uh, speaking personally, I mean, like with Boyhood, I think Patricia Arquette starts off actually pretty bad. I think she grows into the role. I think the first few years of her character are actually pretty rough. Um, and um, I think the alcoholic dad, yeah. I've mentioned this on Twitter quite a lot, but the alcoholic dad, the first alcoholic dad of two alcoholic dads, because apparently every uh, life story, uh, American life story, involves alcoholic dads, apparently, according to Link later, you could argue, I'm not, but you, you know, if you wanted to be a dick about it, you could, um, you know, it, he's awful, he's terrible, every single scene that guy is in, and he's yeah. in quite a few in the first third, take me out of the fucking film, yeah. you know, and I mean, I'd also say there are scenes of the film that kind of, when you've had 12 years worth of material, whatever, there, I think there are some scenes that could be cut, there's that one scene, I don't know if you remember, but, um, it's kind of like maybe halfway through the film where he's chatting with that blonde girl on the bike and it's just like a continuous shot of them walking towards the camera yeah. and just chatting about bollocks and it's like I couldn't I couldn't tell you what they were talking about I don't really know what any of it means yeah. I don't what if it was about if it meant I could have had another five minute scene which would have been better or maybe Boyhood could have been five minutes shorter I would have gone for it you know and also I think 
the ending of the film is not particularly strong. If they'd ended it on Patricia Arquette saying, I thought there'd be more, which yeah. I think is the moment that won her the Oscar, by the way, yeah, yeah. Um, then um, I, I, I think, yep, fantastic. You know, but no, it goes on for another ten minutes, and it's him meeting some, like, fucking flighty uni roommate and going on a walk and it's no I'm, I'm kind of done now I wanted the journey of and a lot of people have said this I wanted the journey of him to him leaving home yeah. you know and not like this little tease it almost like a teaser for the next film or something yeah, like that and it, it, you know no and I think the problem is it's, it's not about like this Rather than the, the film tells itself on, right, this is what it's like to grow up, and these are, these are, these are the issues that you face growing up, and these are the difficulties and the struggles. I don't think it really did that. It Not, just, yeah. just focused on, well, this is a family, and this is what this boy goes through. So this is what this boy goes through because of situation. His mum splits up with dad A, gets with dad B, dad B's a dickhead, and then this happens, and stuff like that. So you just, you're looking from the outside in at a family a family situation that changes over the years. Mm. It didn't feel to me like I was getting a personal experience. And I think a lot of this comes down to the performance of the kid as well. Like, sure. yeah, yeah. I don't think he was very good. I, I don't I his experience and his journey and everything he was learning about himself and everybody around him really did not come across to me in that point. So what you're actually left with is you're left with, um, yes, it's from his perspective, but it's just, it, it's the focus is on this family and what they're going through. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. What that family is going through isn't particularly interesting. It's a little bit cliche, and it's ultimately not that rewarding. And from what I can tell as well, like you know, I've only seen the first of that particular tri- of this particular trilogy, but um, I've been meaning to watch the other two because I know people think quite highly of them. I didn't enjoy the first one very much, but I will I will go back to them eventually. And that's the I don't know what you call it, the Sunrise, the Beulah Clayer trilogy. Uh, seems to me, correct me if I'm wrong, because again, I've not seen the other two, but he's kind of done the same thing with them, and kind of more effective, because he yeah. fills in the blanks of, you know, what these people go through, and how their relationship changes, and stuff like that. Personally. So it's just been about, like, from the outside in, this is what happens to their family, or this is what happens to their relationship. From what I gather, from what I'm told, you feel like you're seeing their relationship from the inside and how it comes together and how it struggles and how it, you know, nearly falls apart. I mean, I mean the, the, the trick with that is that the, the, first, the, I mean, the gap between the first, the first two films, they haven't seen each other between the gaps, so it's like yeah, the relationship yeah. continues. But I mean, I, 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 I rewatched the uh, before films before I saw before Midnight in Cinema a couple of years back, and uh, personally... I will get to those, I really do. Before, before Sunrise, is the um, is the weakest yeah. for me, but the, uh, the first one. First one. Uh, but the first two are five out of five gold for I me. Think, I, think the first, I only saw the first one. I think I was a bit sniffy about it when I watched it. Yeah. I kind of realised that it, I need to give it a chance. It, it helps when you you know when when you're in your late twenties, early thirties, whatever. That you know it, it, before sunrise is from a, spe- a perspective of like early twenties. Yeah. It needs to be like uh, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, but when. Wh- when you're older you kind of relate to it a bit more yeah. and I mean like the before films are it for yeah. me with Linklater it's just like he's done those anything else he does now whatever that's fine he's a master for me because of those films like the, the, the second two in particular I mean like Jesus 
Before Midnight is the shit. It's so good. But any, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's it. I mean, it. But I mean, going back to the whole thing about people just needing the assurance, it's just, I, I, I don't know. When, and also, when did Richard Linklater suddenly become someone who people were, would, like, die for almost? Yeah. Kind of like, he'd been kind of making shit, uh, well, not shit, but whatever for a while yeah. but he did that remake of the Bad News Bears and he did Bernie you know and it's just uh, the Jack Black one and it's just like it's good you know but it's just like yeah okay what else have you got you know and then he comes out with the one two punch before Midnight and Boyhood and it's just like whoa and, and suddenly he's the hottest the hottest shit and it, it, it's just I, I don't know it's just I don't know like what you like yeah. you know I mean it's like well, I, feel, I feel a bit out of I think in the last uh, and I've kind of said this before as well but the last year you know I didn't feel like I could I didn't feel like I could even nearly put together a fucking top 5 favourite films in the last year let alone a top 10 there's so much I didn't see last year there's so much I've still not seen uh, that I really really want I've still not seen Under the Skin and I was desperate to see that film when it, when it okay um, you know, so there's loads of stuff I need to make, but, um, uh, Have you got a Blu-ray room. player? Yes, but it's upstairs in the cupboard. I, just, I, it's just, <laughs> you know, I might have a screener of that, actually. I've got it, I've got it. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, fair I mean, enough. Obviously, not the Blu-ray, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've got all, I've got a lot of films that I've not seen, I've just not gotten around to watching them yet. Um, but, on any other year, and I remember from doing this with, when we used to do it on Heroes, mm. I would always try and be as completely and totally honest about what my favourite films of the year were. Not the best films of the year, what my favourite films of the year were. So and, you know, let's say, from the films that I can remember from, 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 from the last 12 months, let's say, Whiplash would have made my top 10, so fair enough. Yes, that's an awesome amount of film. But then, I don't know, something like The Guest would get on there. Um, or, um, you know, usually like genre, a lot of genre films would creep in there. And that's just because that's what I like. Not yeah, because yeah, I think yeah. films, that one film's more, I'm not going to pick films that I think are more worthy than the other or offer some some more sort of value than another. I'm just going to pick what I thought were my favourite films about year. So I think even on the years that we did, um, our top ten of the year. Remember one year, I spent on your grave remake made my top ten. Yeah, yeah, I figured it. And it's yeah, like, I you know what? That's because I had a really good time watching that film. I don't give a shit whether I put that on my top ten and people go, oh, you're going to put that on your, on your best film of the year? No, I'm going to put it on my favourite film of the year. And that's the fucking problem. Like what you like and don't be ashamed of it. Cause who are you trying to impress? <laughs> I mean, it's not. Like this is it. I mean, like, because, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe getting to the end of this, but I mean, I remember, like, tweeting basically something to these sports, and um, someone tweeted back saying, well, it's nice, you know, it's, it's nice to have someone else agree with you. It's like, well, yeah, it's nice to have someone else agree with you. You don't have to add to the, the voice on Twitter that. This, you know, it, 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 it's nice, it's nice to have something to agree with you, but just as an example, just uh, the, in the last um, in the last week, there's a guy at work over here and we chat about film every now and again, and he's kind of come over and said something like, uh, what was it he'd watched? He'd watched something that I kind of recommended, and he's like, no, I had a really good time with it, it's, it's fantastic. And I was like, oh, did you get around to that other thing that I, that I mentioned? And he's like, no, 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 what was that? Like the guest. Yeah. To get around to the gas. 
Plus, bloody hell, that is big, isn't it? it Jesus Christ. Uh, um, it attracts... Um, it's not the step for wives, it's the step for children. Yeah. What the <laughs> shit is the step for children? Is well, that a secret? <laughs> it is, but... 
like I'm, I'm really, really, always have been very interested in sort of body snatcher stuff. Yeah, yeah. I find the body snatcher genre incredibly, incredibly interesting. Um, and I think there are loads of different levels of it as well. I think you could, there are things that you could say are body snatcher films, which maybe wouldn't necessarily be thought of as body snatcher films so maybe, you know stuff that involves viruses and stuff like that you can bring it into that if you want but in general stuff that involves sort of body snatching like the body snatchers or like um, stuff like society or stuff like that stuff yeah. where there's sliver something yeah, like stuff that yeah stuff where there's secret societies of things yeah. going on or, or you know you're the only person who doesn't realise that everybody around you isn't what they see it's my most unnerving type of horror those types of films yeah. I generally only one watch because yeah. I find them just it is it's a very disturbing idea yeah. I'm toyed with the idea of doing something with it like I don't know what yet but I kind of want to do something with it um, and the reason I've always been kind of fascinated with it is I had a very clear memory as a kid of, uh, of seeing what I thought was the Stepford Wives um, and I saw the Stepford Wives on TV or thought I saw the Stepford Wives on TV when I was a kid and I became fascinated with the idea of um, you know, what if everybody around you wasn't what they seemed what, what would happen one day if you realised that you know your family were, were robots and you were the only you were the only one everybody else was different who would you go to and Come like what if you went to the police and they weren't a slight, a slight tangent, yeah, yeah. but relevant, but relevant. I went to um, Reading with a bunch of us a few years back, yeah, and one of my Reading, friends, is very, very one of my friends got so fucked up that he genuinely thought everyone else had been body snatched, and it was just like, yeah, like we literally had to pin him down to calm him down. Yeah, probably, yeah, because he'd only been smoking weed, but then we went out partying and stuff, so I think he brought, but like literally, he came back and he was convinced that everyone else was like one of them, basically, and it was just like, we, everybody else was really pissed. The temptation, the temptation at that point to just go... Yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair, this guy probably wouldn't have got the reference. But, uh, like, it would have been amazing, though. Imagine, he probably would have had a heart attack. Like, if he had actually done that. If he got the reference and you did that, he probably would have died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, like, no, seriously, like, eat properly. Like, just, uh, this was on the opening night. This was the Thursday night. He still had the entire weekend to go. And he done that on the opening night. It was like, Jesus right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, go on. It's just that, that, that. So, I. Like it's like an acid flashback. I became fascinated with that terrifying idea when I was a kid. And then many, many years later, I'd always remembered, oh yeah, The Stepford Wives, that's a film I saw when I was a kid that I really liked. And, and then many years later, I rewatched. I watched The Stepford Wives, and I was like, oh, this isn't quite how I remember it. Um, but anyway, on Sony, I think it was on Sony TV, or it might have been on Horror TV. Sony Entertainment oh, TV, Sony I can imagine them doing it. Yeah, it was Sony Entertainment TV. Um, the quality of that TV station is fucking shocking. It's the worst, it's, isn't it? It's, it's hilarious. Try watching the VHS. Yeah, totally. It is. Obviously. You say you don't like VHS, though. Just saying. <laughs> but, um, so the quality isn't, isn't brilliant, but they had something called the Stepford Children on. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. It's like a late 80s Stepford Wives scene. Um, I'll, I'll record that. So I, I started recording it, and then when I started watching, um, 
I realised very quickly that actually the film that I saw when I was a kid wasn't The Stepford Wives, it was The Stepford Children. So this was the film that I'd seen as a kid. I've never even fucking heard it. That's crazy. For the first time, in fucking, what, 20 years or something, um, I was watching, I don't know, 1988 to 30 years, 25, 26 years, um, I was watching this film as a kid. And um, it's terrible, but it's fucking great. It's, it's fun at the same time because it's just that sort of classic sort of body snatch of thing. Um, so the story is, it is a sequel. Um, so basically what's happened, uh, I think, is the guy who was in the set of Wives originally, who had come back to this city, who had come back to this town, um, it had all gone horribly wrong and then he's come back years later with a different wife and a different family and they've started to replace the children and stuff like that um, and it's, it's exactly the same film, but in 1988 as opposed to 1982 or whenever. Lower budget, was. lower production value, or TV budget. It oh, feels very, yeah. it feels very, very, very TV. Um, Late 80s American TV. Yeah, budget. yeah. Like, yeah. All, like people have murder she wrote hair in it, you know that sort of that sort of look. Um, but it's good fun and it's, it's good trashy sort of body snatch fun. And the ending of it as well, yeah, is the ending. The ending is the ending that I remember as well. Where um, when it all goes horribly wrong, you see where they're keeping the bodies of the people who've been body snatched, and they're all sort of like, looks like they've been healed, and then at the end, they all sort of like get out of the place where they've been being kept hostage, and they're all over the woman's car. And just kind of what, like, so like unpeeled, like, and they're like, they're like, like they're just like, muscles. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, like, shit. It's quite disturbing, and it's quite nice, and it's, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it, so. Bloody hell. Rewatched that, also uh, rewatched, I think again this might have been on, oh no this was on TCMHD, might have been on TCMHD, I rewatched Fear with Mark Wahlberg which is a cracking little um, is he on a, is he on a, a roller coaster with Ruth Witherspoon yes. at some point? Yeah, yeah he's I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that'll be why you remember it. But, um, yeah, so fear is basically again, it's another subgenre. It's that whole sort of like somebody introduced to the family unit who isn't what they seem. So very sort of reminding me of like Hammer Rock's Cradle, stuff like that. Sort of like late eighties, again late eighties thriller. Where it's a little bit erotic and a little bit dangerous. Oh man, you you fucking doing that and mentioning fingering her again tangent. <laughs> I once fingered a girl in a club yeah. and I shit you not, I got her I, I got shingles. I got shingles. Which is a variation of the herpes virus, don't you know? Lad and shagger. You're picking the wrong girl. You're picking the wrong girl. Back in the day, yeah, yeah. she was Lydia. No, no, that's not her. That was another girl. No, 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 no. Her name was Lydia. Yeah. Lydia, Lydia. Sorry. Lydia, Lydia. Lydia. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, like, no, seriously. Tangent. Sorry, but like, literally, like, quite an interesting night with this girl. A bit of a one-off. And uh, yeah, the next the next week, I noticed some shit on my hand. I tell you what, as well, Safeway, the supermarket, now Morrison's. I was working for them back in the day as a cashier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't fucking let me. Um, they wouldn't let me go home. I was like, look at this shit on my hand, and you want me handling people's food, and they wouldn't let me go home. So, you know, hey. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's that. And, um, 
it was those two films that were sort of rewatching. Yeah, also rewatched yeah. Captain America, which is a Sky movies. Uh, rewatched um, yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah. The World's End, which I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. enjoyable. I, like, well, the thing is, I think what happened with me with, it, with, with that trilogy is obviously my love for the first film gave me massive, massive, massive expectations when Hot Buzz came out, and I remember being hugely disappointed with Hot Buzz, and it's only in the years that followed, I mean, we watched Hot Buzz now, I've come round to it a little bit more, whereas my expectations for the world's end were not very high at all because of Hot Buzz, so the first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, it was fine, that was alright, and again, now, um, re-watching it, I can just enjoy the good parts of it, still think the ending is completely shit, but... 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes like the first 10 minutes when he's flashback in almost you know it's like, it, it just it, it's the worst and then that last 10 minutes it just why did you do that just then we're then driving away yeah and when we're driving away credits five the whole the whole scene where they're actually talking to the alien you know the or whatever it goes on way too long no I like that bit it's fine I don't know, it goes on too long, the joke gets really played out, and, and I don't want like, the whole justification of sort of them being there, and you know, isn't mankind terrible, and them standing there going, no, it's what's, it's what's wrong with us that makes us great, and all that stuff, it's like, calm down, make that point, but make it quickly. I like the primal scream reference, but maybe the actual, the, what this actually means is bollocks, but if they just don't that and then got the fuck on with it. Isn't, it, isn't it the wild one? The reference to wild. Maybe I just get the, the, so I haven't seen it. I just get the reference from what they. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what, what oh right. Is. Yeah. I'm sorry. The music. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna do what we do. We're gonna have a good time, you know. But yeah, is that reference to the wild one? It's, it's that, so the beginning of that song. I, I believe. I think it's taken from the wild one. And then it goes. And then it's the music from the start of the world's end. Like. Uh, no, that's, uh, well, that's the Primal Screen song. Yeah, yeah, but before that, it's a sample of Primal Screen. Yeah, 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 and then it kicks in with that. Yes. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. Okay, so I wasn't being... Yeah, but I, I didn't know that was from the Wild One, which yeah, kind of I think maybe is bad for me, but, you know. No, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's good fun. It's good, solid fun. Yeah, 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 that's it. Really, I guess. Uh, cool. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just um, on the uh, on the train ride up. I watched uh, the guy who directed it. Follows. I watched his first film. Um, what's his name? David Robert Mitchell. I'm going to say. We'll see how wrong I am when it's, when the credits come out at the end of the film. I'm going to say David Robert Mitchell. Um, so the myth of the American David Robert Mitchell. Oh, that would be amazing. Fuck it, that would be amazing. Um, so, the myth of the American sleepover. And, um, yeah, I, I'd be intrigued um, to see if... I don't know, it's interesting, because this film has a lot of teens. It's, it's basically... Um, it's like the last night of the summer before people go to college, or, like, the next year of high school and whatnot, you know. And, um, basically, it's a bunch of people getting together. Some of them are having sleepovers, some of them are having parties, and it's like things that go on with that. 
that night. They, they kind of intermingle with each other, like some will leave the sleepovers and go to the parties and things like that. And I don't know, it, it was interesting. Um, I thought it's not horror, then. No, 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 it's totally not a horror in the slightest. That, that's the thing. I'm intrigued to see what this guy does with horror after seeing this, because he seems to get the team thing down pat. Team thing? The team. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's kind of like John Hughes for 20 years later. Um, and it's like, I don't know, it's interesting, because like, barely any, like, there's a lot of couples that set up, that barely of them get with each other, and there's a lot of like, platonic, they're not quite saying what they need to actually say to each other, and that kind of thing. And it's, um, sorry? Really fancy. Yeah, no, it's... Maybe a one after this film, we don't know. No, no, it's solid. I mean, like, four out of five. You know, I mean, like, I'm not going to say it's amazing, but um, the performances were were all good. Um, There there were some strands, because it's quite episodic, given it's, like, different places and different people. There's some strands about each other. Like, there's one where it's, like, a guy who's been off to, like, uni for a year. He comes back, and he's broken up with his girlfriend, and and he's just, like... these two twin girls he used to uh, he used to fancy but he never quite got with them and he meets them and one of them likes him one one of them doesn't but they're like we're not going to both date you you need to decide which one likes you and it kind of goes on from there so he's trying to work that out and um, there's uh, this, these young girls almost early Kevin Smith yeah kind of yeah 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 I mean there are these young girls who uh, one of them's trying to bend to older boys and it, it's kind of where does that go some to expected places some to not others and it, it just it, it feels it feels quite nostalgic I mean I was very much reminded is it, of, is it comedic yeah 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 I mean there, there's funny stuff in it there's, there's nothing nobody gets raped or anything it's, not like like it's more like more rats and clerks than it is like kids yeah yeah oh god yeah, yeah. god yeah yeah I mean it reminded me of things and confused yeah, you know, just like that kind of like the on the precipice of something and like then the last the last who you are you know so it's kind of like that it, it was good and I'm intrigued the thing is the direction is quite spare and there's not a lot of music to it and it, it comes with quite a good sense of atmosphere so I'm, I'm intrigued to see what he can do with horror like given that he seems to be able to like portray something palpable on screen so I mean we'll, we'll, we'll see yeah, yeah, you know. well and the thing is as well is yes, just to put this out there as well I'm 50% I'm 50% really looking forward to this film but I'm also 50% a bit worried because when I go into a every now and again a horror movie comes along the last example of it would be the Babadook every now and again a horror movie comes along and everybody seems very excited about it and very often because horror in recent years has not has failed to deliver for me a lot I'm always waiting for the next great horror movie and when one comes along that people start saying it great very often I'm left disappointed and I, I'm going into this film and I'm really wanting it to be good and I'm terrified that it's not going to be good because I'm kind of putting too much the most so much of a need for it to be good the most scared I've been about this film was yesterday evening when I saw that Pete Bradshaw and The Guardian gave it 5 out of 5 and it's just like fuck 
that guy, that guy, that guy does. It's just like he's basically talking about what it means, and you know, all the, all the, uh, the, 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 what the influence is, and uh, what he's trying to say, and it's just like that. What kind of what it felt like? What it was with the Babadook. No one was actually talking about. Is it a scary horror film? Is it a horror film that unnerves you? And he said it's the most frightened he's been in the cinema in years. So that was promising. But it kind of with the Babadook, it kind of feels like more people were saying like, "Oh, the performance is great. Oh, the you know the atmosphere is wonderful." No one's actually saying, "Is it scary? Is it scary? Is it scary?" No, it's not. He, you know, the thing is with it follows. If it just has a few scenes, scenes where I am tense as fuck, brilliant. That's all I'm asking for. And anything else is icing on the cake. We had that with Annabelle, didn't we? Like, boom. I'm like, I. Right. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, but we had that with Annabelle, and it's like I don't think Mark got that. You and me were like, yeah, yeah like, it, it, it like, did enough. Yeah, Mark. I think Mark focused on some of the weaker points of the the, yeah. the plot and the overall film, which I think he was right about. But I was on board enough with the film that when those sequences, like the sequence downstairs in the lift, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. fucking, I still like. You know what? I can still remember. Like I forget films immediately. I still remember that scene totally. being like the, the bit with the lift and then the bit where she leaves the lift and she's running yeah, 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 what I was saying to you at the time about that thing about when you're a kid being running but thinking of something behind you yeah, like that's yeah, got yeah, a yeah. sense yeah, totally. um, so that's kind of saying with me if there's a few moments that genuinely sort of like fuck get out move like get out then and, and you know and another thing as well is this, uh, I'll have to find the name of it I'll, I'll find the name of it for um, I'll find the name of it for when we actually come to review it. Um, sorry, I realised I just jumped in on your, um, your what we watched. No, 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 no. I'm more than happy. The show was part of the OTC Throwdown, uh, which was their Japanese entry. I can't remember what it was on And it was about, it was, um, I'll talk about it properly later, but it was about this sort of creature thing that sort of follows you around. And uh, it's a Japanese film, uh, Japanese horror, and it was quite creepy, and I talked Fuck, I think it follows is gonna get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I know about it follows sounds like a bit of influence might have been pulled from that. It's called something like, it's literally called something like Taka 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 or something like that, but I'll find it. It's, uh, so yeah, if it's got a little bit of that in it, then you may see me sort of like getting yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we might, uh, I suppose we might shoot off in a minute. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just say, um, I mean, uh, uh, quite a bit of what I watched over the last week, uh, Mark and I are planning on doing some recording at some point somehow um, fuck knows when we're going to do that but, yeah but um, we're, we're going to talk about Blowout and Prometheus so uh, yeah um, so I'll, you know, that's too extreme isn't it yeah yeah uh, yeah but um, I just got 
I reached an A Blu-ray player again last week because I'm a flighty motherfucker and I don't ever know what I want. So it's like, I quite fancy a reached an A Blu-ray player. Well, when you know what? I was I own Purple Ray on a rain on three different formats. I choose Google Play and uh, and and Blu-ray. So anywhere I want to watch Blue, if I want to watch Purple Rain right now with this lovely 4G signal, I just took it on. Rather than fucking populate that collection with 
in a way, I've kind of done it with, uh, with the VHS stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I bought, I bought fucking hundreds of them, and then I filtered out the stuff I didn't need or want anymore. Um, and now I've kind of just got the stuff that, the stuff that's in the book, that, the stuff that I really want to watch that I haven't got something there, and the stuff that I just need to have, even though I don't need it, like weird science or whatever. So, like, you know, the tapes will go soon, and I can just have one show. I mean, shit, I would label that shit and everything. Anyway, we're going to go, we're going to go, but... Okay, so, uh, hopefully this is going to come through, okay? Um, It Follows, directed by uh, David Robert Webb Mitchell. Um, Stars uh, Micah Monroe from The Guest and a bunch of people I've never seen before. Um, I need to check actually first and foremost was that girl in any way related to either A. Kat Dennings or B. Gwen Stefani because it was it was just it was distracting just how much she looked like both of them her from the guest oh no 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 the, girl, the blonde girl in there yeah the, her from the girl the from the guest yeah yeah really yeah yeah oh, shit okay I did not notice that at all but now you say it actually Claire's no 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 that's Sorry, carry on with the intro. But, uh, yeah, the story is, um, it's basically, it's a perennial disease, except instead of killing you from the inside, it walks after you. That's about it, really. Yeah. 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 Is there anything else to add, really? Uh, yeah, it's like one long... Um, public service announcement for herpes. Yeah. <laughs> or, or an advertisement for prostitution. Yeah. So, you know. Um, so, uh, it follows. Um, you ready? Yeah. Shall I go first? What, spoilers. Because yeah. I think we kind of need to talk about spoilers to be honest. Yeah, but go, go on, though. Well, the thing is... I went through three phases with this film. The first, fa- the first phase was, oh fuck, you know, I am so in. Because when it started, combination of the music of what he was doing with the camera. That opening scene? Yes. Like when he's like outside the house? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think I kind of, at first I knew where I was. I was a bit like, right, I'm either in Haddonfield or Springfield, and either is fine with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the opening shot, as we say, there's a bit of nice camera play going on, and I'm like, alright, it's like, it's that type of movie, but they're doing a bit of that. Brilliant. I'm well up for that. So I thought, yes, I'm well up, I'm well up for a, a new take on that style of film. Um, and then after a bit... My second sort of phase was that I knew that I was going to come out of this film and say that I was underwhelmed. But then by the time it got to the end of the film, I was bored and angry. Like, I'd gone beyond being just underwhelmed and wondering why why this film was getting so much attention or so much fun. I'd actually got fully over to bored and angry. Um, and actually turned to you and asked you at one point how, like, how far I don't think, that. you know, yeah. we've never, like, we've sat in a lot of films together at festivals, so I don't think I've ever actually turned to you and said how long's left. No, 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 yeah. Like, I agree you know, I was bored and I was angry, so, yeah, it, it dropped off a cliff very quickly for me, and that's my overall... That's my overall experience. Yeah, um, it follows his bollocks. 
it, it's rubbish. Um, it's, it, it, the, the thing is, it's got a lot of nice camera moves, and it's got a soundtrack which initially is pretty solid, but then I kind of felt tried too hard. Yeah. Um, and it started off. It started off as an homage, and then it was just like, all right, fuck it, I get it. Yeah. Like, fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, and you know, it's got the whole kind of like walking along the street, and it kind of almost feels like you're gonna get like bum 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 bum, you know, playing like you know, and. and well, some, of the, some of the thing, 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 yeah. thing is very like it's almost, it's almost frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it, it's got that stuff going going on for it. The thing is, and I, what I have found baffling in terms of the response from it, from critics before the public actually see the film, which I kind of think might be key, yeah. is. Not one moment even made me feel tense. Like, not one moment. I was thinking that in particular when the old lady was kind of following her in the school, so once... If you just to explain the plot a little bit for those who... Who actually don't know anything yeah. about it, yeah, sure. I mean, basically, what happens is there's a long cell where we're introduced to a girl and she sleeps with a guy, uh, eventually, and when she sleeps with him, he very quickly reveals to her that she will now be followed by something or someone and um, he can't say who it is because he doesn't know who it will be and the only way that she can get rid of this following will be for her to sleep with somebody else but then if that other person gets killed, gets killed by it, it passes to back to her yeah. Yeah. so they have to literally keep on passing it on yeah. Yeah. so it's not, like, it's not like the ring in like where if you pass it on you're, you're, you're clean of it yeah. It literally it, it, it the next follows. person needs to pass it off. Yeah. Um, and on and on. Um, so that was the why was I outlining the plot? I forget where I was going with this. Because um, I kinda wanted to get to a certain point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically once she's actually slept with um, once she slept with the guy and it is following her. It's nice by the way. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Um, yeah, once she's actually slept with the guy it's not long before you start wondering, alright, alright, well what's going to follow her? Who's going to follow her? And one of the earliest followers, because these followers do change, it's not just one and it's just that way it does change. Um, which is never really explored why it chooses to be... Oh, well, did you notice the one at the end in the pool, she says, I don't want to say who it is. Yeah. And it's her dad. Yeah, I reckon, I realise that, but... The film had barely referenced her dad. Yeah, so it's like, well, why? Big a deal. Yeah, okay, they're absentee parents, yeah. but what, right, so the dad raped her or something? Yeah, what, what's not, going on like there? It's yeah, never yeah, clear, yeah. is it like, is it a fear of this person? Yeah. And, like, it's, it's the person that it chooses a fear or, or, or whatever, anyway. But yeah, yeah. what I was going to say is, when, once you get that initial follower, um, it's an old lady, like, walking after her really slowly, and, you know, it's. It's an argument as old as fucking time, but some people don't get very much out of, out of zombie movies that are like that. And I think you need to know how to handle 
attention and and fair in, in, in a certain way as some successful horror that the movie direction done and this really didn't there was no there's one moment and I kind of thought because it came fairly early on where I thought okay maybe they're going to be interesting here but where uh, the door opens and she's in her bedroom and it's her sister and then the, the guy comes out from behind yeah and yeah. I was kind of thinking oh, it didn't scare me in the slightest but that's kind of at least okay we're not safe in a claustrophobic environment yeah. but then the rest of the film takes place in fairly open areas and it's just like right you see it it's going to walk at her in a straight line that's all there is to it that, I mean, that, that's it it's like if it touches her she dies fair enough but until then it's literally going to walk at her and, 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 and that's it you know when they're waiting around in that pool at the end it's like literally how long we have to wait well it, it depends on how long a person takes to walk from one end of town yeah, to the yeah. other basically you know it's just so, there's no tension with that, with that in mind as well because they even say as much at one point as well it's like I mean the, the guy who gives it her explains it where he says think about it as in wherever you are wherever you are it's, it's following you wherever you are it's, it's, it's seeing you and it's going for you yeah, yeah. so if you get across town you'll buy yourself enough time to figure out yeah. what you want to do about it and whether you want to come somebody else or whatever so essentially you move house to a different state of, well if you move house to a different country once every year you'll probably be alright because if I'm right here right now and that thing is in this room and it sees me and starts walking towards me it's not going to catch up with me like the further I go emigrate emigrate I can't walk on water yeah exactly yeah. I don't know, it's, it's vague. I mean, I mean, the thing is, you, know, like, you could say, oh, what, why are you worrying about the rules? And it's like, well, they very clearly set up the rules. Yeah. You know, so it's like, well, yeah, you are you are going to. Yeah. You know, and it just, it, it, it's stuck by its premise, yeah. but it feels like it's a film that's maybe trying to be about more than that. Like, there's that moment where they're walking to the pool and they're talking about um, walking south of the eight-mile road and, like, yeah. how that was, like, their parents wouldn't let them doing it's like well, what, what, why what's that about yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it, it just it feels like it's striving to be about something as a lot of horror films are as I think the Babadook was and it just to be honest I mean I prefer the Babadook to this by a margin uh, but um, it just the thing is if you're going to be a horror film you can be as smart as you want you have to actually scare and people have horror is a subjective thing and people have said like Stuart Barr on Twitter like a very, a very much respected guy he knows his fucking horror eggs like no one's business he was saying he was terrified of the film and it's just like I, I, I would really like to know what well, terrifying you know what it was yeah. you know because it just and I'm not again we're not coming out this from a, a whatever I, we wanted to like it we yeah, both wanted yeah, to like the film you know and it just and you were saying about the mood in the cinema as well yeah I mean it's rare you know we've been at Fright Fest Fright Fest is a great place for going to see movies and knowing exactly what the mood in the room is but general mainstream audiences it's not always easy to tell in a cinema and you could feel in the room the general just the air of disappointment in that room yeah. there was not one single person in that room who was scared there's, there's one, one moment where, some, where a ball there's a ball smashed through the window and that person went 
there were a couple of those there was that when they were about uh, yeah, the top of the house yeah, yeah, and then yeah, she yeah. smashed through the yeah. yeah you know and it just I don't know it, it just it's disappointing I mean uh, Micah Monroe in the lead I thought she was fine you know she was alright I, I don't think any of the performances the supporting act supporting act was terrible I don't know I thought that, I thought the guy who fancied her was alright I thought I thought he felt like he was playing a 15 year old who really wanted to fuck the hot girl next yeah. door you know but the sister and the girl with the glasses yeah particularly the girl with the glasses yeah terrible well her role was basically sleep in the car yeah <laughs> and read from a weird clown Kindle thing I was gonna I was gonna come to that because I think like this is something Mike was talking about recently on Tim's Road and Hunter as well um, and he was saying about and I totally 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 agree um, the thing with horror as with comedy I think it was Mike anyway, the thing with horror as with comedy is if you are into something and you're into the world that you're being presented with or maybe it's that you're into the style or that you're, in, you're into the laps or you're into the subject matter or or whatever you can forgive a film it's, it's you can forgive a film for things that you would normally jump all over early on in the film I was doing that and that fucking clamshell Kindle is a typical example of that yeah. no reason whatsoever that she couldn't have had an iPhone or any kind of phone or whatever in fact the film seems to be suggesting quite a lot that this is set in the 80s quite early yeah, on the, the, the kind of the analog TV yeah. stuff yeah, 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 yeah. so why she had that I'm not really sure. Well, that type of thing, and the bad acting. Early on, I was kind of seeing things like that, and I was going, yeah, it doesn't matter, it's fine. I'm, I'm into what the camera's doing. I'm into what the score's doing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm into, the, I'm into the fact that this film is taking its time to breathe and take me where it wants to go. So early on, I was on board, so I was just ignoring that stuff. But by the time the film had irritated me, I was questioning why she had that that bombshell thing I was questioning why they were walking down the street she was going when I was a girl my parents didn't want me to walk past the 8 mile road and I'm like why are you talking about this now like everything that's going on here in this situation why are you talking about this right? yeah, yeah, yeah. why are you going for the fucking you know the indie hipster fucking bumble car crowd right now why are you why are you doing that now like this I can like I, like I said to you before I can't kind of see where the buzz is come from I think the buzz has come from the fact that it's a horror movie with indie sensibilities and I think people are looking at the style of it and they're looking at the things that it's referencing um, you know the ring and, and like stylistically like Carpenter and Nightmare on Elm Street there's a lot of that in there as well um, I think people are looking at that and they can't see the wood for the trees I think for me personally once you get beyond the style of it and the fact that it's, it's an indie horror that's like you say trying to be a bit more get beyond that there isn't anything there like it's, like it's got these affectations but then the, the bare bone stuff is, is stupid yeah. like they I, I, I turned to you in the cinema as well like they, they shoot the thing in the head earlier on it does no damage whatsoever so their big set piece finale is we're, we're going to set up like three electrical items and chuck them in a massive swimming pool and see what that does I was wondering if something like 
the only clue that I had prior to that was that um, when there's so much stuff that's not properly addressed like when the the mother when the the kid when the guy who she fucked is attacked by his mother why is he not responding to her shouting yeah why does he yeah why does he first of all how does he die seems to be some suggestion of electricity or something like that so I thought maybe the electricity thing in the movie was gonna probably well, gonna explain that second of all why why is he fucking like why does his mother fuck him I, I, I'm assuming that's what happens to anyone that likes yeah, that girl at the start they, when they get to to, when they get to the pool he, he, oh, he doesn't he try to fuck her. He actually tries he to kill her. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like I don't know. Yeah, if, the, if this thing was following there, what's its end game? Yeah, if yeah, its yeah. end game is to just touch. Alright, just touch. Why fuck? But if it's any game to fuck, why kill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, smoke medium. Uh, smoke medium, that's. Smoke medium. Oh, shit, sorry. Oh, wrong way round, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Like, what, because, like, when the guy puts her in the hospital, 
He's basically doing it because he doesn't believe it. Yeah, but like, is he? And, and like, if so, why doesn't he just pop her off after that? Like, what? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, because they, he fucks her. There's that shot of him in, like, the diner or whatever with his girlfriend. Girl, yeah. And then it's back to her. So what was the point of that, then? Yeah. That's the thing. There were, there, there were lots of... There were lots of little problems with the film, and it just all adds up to a large yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah it, it just needs um, some. It kind of feels. It feels like a lot of nitpicks where if there weren't as many of them, you'd let them go. But because there's loads of them, it just. That's what I'm saying. And if, like, if the film could manage to win you over with a few scares or something entertaining, yeah. you'd maybe forgive that stuff. I don't want to sit here and get mugged up on the rules. I don't want to sit here and go, well, what if this happens? Why if this happens? I don't want to sit here and go, oh, we'll just do this and that'll get you out of it because that's what they get to do when they're watching horror movies. Unfortunately, there's not much else to... Literally, that shot towards the end where he's cruising for prostitutes yeah. and this guy's behind us laugh. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, to be honest, yeah, I kind of see what you're doing there. Yeah. I, I can understand why you're laughing. Yeah. It just, they should have done that ages ago. And no, I, I don't know, it's, just like, it's the most obvious option. It just, I don't know, it's weird because I watched the myth of the American sleepover and I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. And it just, but it's got a thing for, I don't know, like, the, the kind of teens that's kind of on the cusp of adulthood and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Let me touch on that as well, actually. Well, yeah, yeah, you could do that. Like, yeah. But then, it just, it's, it's a horror film. It's supposed to be scary. Yeah. Stop with the affectations of trying to be as smart and say something. Be scary first, and then work on that if you want. You know, it's just... Yeah. We bang on Ty West a lot these days. We look at House of the Devil, and that film is trying to do like something horror, you know. For you know, and it's just and then this, it just it almost feels like the horror is just like an afterthought to get it into cinemas or something. It just it's, um you know, the thing I was going to say about the like his camera does really fucking over. Like, I felt like I was looking at a lot of, like, 16-year-old girls by throughout that film. Like, it was a bit like, alright, like, I mean, at first, when the film first started, I kind of saw that as a positive in a way, because, you know, a 16-year-old girl comes running from a house that looks like it's in Springfield or Haddonfield, and she's inexplicably wearing a combination of French knickers and negligee and high heels, yeah. and I think, oh, all right, we're getting that side of the movie, fine, I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well then, in hindsight, I'm a bit like, why the fuck is she wearing high heels? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, if, it, if it had just been that type of film, I would have been alright with it. But it tries to be a fucking, um, uh, one of those, it, it, I don't know, it tries to be a sort of, one of those fucking brothers film that I don't like, you do the mumble floor shit. Uh, you do the what shit? You do the mumble floor shit. Oh, the Duplass Brothers? Yeah, it's the Duplass Brothers horror movie. <laughs> so it tries to be that, and it's like, make the fucking mind up, you know what I mean? One other thing after, I think we're probably wrapping up, but one last thing after, guys. 
if it can come from behind someone in a cupboard, how is it not just like coming in a bedroom in the middle of the night and going, blah, touch you, you're dead? Yeah, where does it start? Yeah, <laughs> you know, what does it not? And if it doesn't, then, like I say, you move to a different country and you're fine. Or is it like you wait three months and then it's just like it's in your kitchen cupboard? Or something like that. It's like you're going to get some mayonnaise one day. It's like, oh, shit, I'm dead. You know, it's the kitchen cupboard or did it have to catch it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it just, uh, did it have to get, like, did it have to, like, meld itself into the jar of mayonnaise? Yeah. And then get itself transported overseas? Yeah. You know, it just, it sounds silly, and it is, but this is the shit you ask yourself with this film. And I just. I'm baffled, man. I'm really baffled. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, paid seven quid to go see it. We don't pay to see seven quid just to say that was shit. No. You know, I wanted to like this. Yeah. I said that before. Yeah. You know, I was worried that my anticipation for it was was damaged to the experience, but I genuinely don't I genuinely don't think that happened. I think what happened is they just saw a very boring horrible movie horrible with nothing in it that I can you know, no scares, some more acting, a, a, a pretty weak concept and overuse of homage that, that, that felt like he was trying to win me over. So yeah. But um Definitely shit. Definitely shit. And uh, that's going to be it for a uh, recording for the evening. Burger time. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, I, I, I would imagine, with uh, Mark and some other stuff. Uh, the day after, and uh, we're on the train to uh, Buxton for uh, the main part of, uh, of Noel's stag. And uh, Mark's here now. Hello, everybody. Yes, I, I've, I've joined the party. Yeah. So um, we're going to uh, we're going to talk a bit about uh, Prometheus, and uh, assuming we have some time uh, blowout. Um, it, it kind of also, I suppose, depends on if like more people kind of move into the carriage and yeah. stuff like that, because we're kind of fairly isolated. We'll, we'll, we might pick up again later on whilst we're going to be drunk in, yeah. a, in a pub. Yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, I think some recording's probably going to happen anyway, because I know Jordan yeah. disagreed with me um, and Noel quite vehemently on it follows. So, uh, we'll yeah, see. That's what the Admiral says, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to have a lot of house <laughs> yet. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're, we're not allowed to say that, Ali, but, but he won't listen to this anyway, so I think we'll give that up. Are we not allowed to say it? I don't think we're allowed to say oh, it. Oh, does he not like I don't think he likes it. Oh, okay, well, that's nice. No, he's not going to listen to this anyway. So, yeah, no, Prometheus. So, we spoke on the podcast last week about how we were going to both watch Prometheus. Now, uh, Mark being as OCD as he is, he actually uh, managed to uh, watch Prometheus and all the other alien films, including the AVP films. And I purposefully didn't watch any others. So... I also I also watched Predator. <laughs> <laughs> so you had yourself a season. The only thing it watched was Predators. So no, I trusted our time. So like we're we're coming at this from a position where um, you know like I'm trying 
to be as objective as possible about Prometheus as an individual film. I'm not. Yeah, done that there, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I, no, I actually, actually, I am, actually. I am. My points, my points are of actually taking it into account as a different type of film, which I will come to in a minute. So, right, okay, so this is the thing with Prometheus, for me. I've now seen it like five times, and I, I'm just every time I'm trying to will myself to like it. The last time I, I watched it, I, I kind of thought I was at peace with it, and I kind of don't think that's there anymore. Now, the thing is, it looks amazing. I mean, like, it was released like nearly three years ago, and it still looks incredible. Like the production design, the cinematography, maybe not like the CG as such, but like literally, there are shots in that film, and it's just like that is lovely. It does, look, it does look nice at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the beginning, where it's like going over those like Scandinavian landscapes or whatnot. It's just like, it's, it's really, it's a pretty film. It, it, the, the, the beginning, the, the opening essentially short film, yeah, yeah, which yeah. it is, is very nice, but it, it does feel a little bit like uh, Ridley Scott watched... Um, Chris Nolan's insomnia and thought I want some of that well I, I, yeah maybe I don't know I mean it's like it's digitally graded and whatnot you know it's it's one of those ones where I kind of wonder whether the cinematographer actually did anything on set or whether they just did it all in post where yeah. it, it's kind of graded up to the night but uh, it's weird to book which I mean as I've, as I've um, said several times on the podcast I'm, it, it sticks out like a fucking sore thumb it looks nice it looks pretty but it's not as nice as it could have been. I don't know. I, 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 I would disagree with that. Actually. I, I thought, I, one thing I always thought about Prometheus was it's shit, but at least it looks nice. I'm starting to change my opinion. Really? I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. I mean, like, the, the production design, I think, is great. It's got that... It, it, it does kind of look like it might be a precursor to Alien in that the... Well, the... Hear me out. The, yeah. The, 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 the interiors and whatnot have that kind of alien-y kind of feel to them, but they're shiny and new. Whereas by the time you got to Alien, it's a, it, you know, it's a used uh, world, as I think. As I, think Which, I, I think they can get away with the fact that the, the fact that, that um, it's a mining ship running at Aliens. The thing that I would put across with it is, from watching all of them back to back in a really short space of time, is Alien, Aliens, Alien 3 all feel like they could be set in the same world. They all feel like Alien films. Alien 4 Resurrection doesn't feel like an alien film at all. It feels like a Josh Whedon space romp directed by a Frenchman. A Frenchman that's never been punched. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. And, 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 you know, Alien is magnificent. Were you expecting Santa Claus? Yes, exactly. Aliens is, 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 is fantastic but in a very different way. Alien 3, 3 is interesting, but I can see real issues with it. Alien 4 is a piece of shit. No matter what you say, it's a piece of shit. There's no getting away from it. And if you're a weed night and you love it because it's a precursor, especially a firefly, fine. That's an alien film. It's shit. Yeah, no, it is bollocks. Yeah. Now, Prometheus, is it a prequel to Alien or is it a film set in the same universe, Alien? Or anything like that. Doesn't matter. It doesn't feel like an alien film. An alien film. Yeah, I mean, that is like you know now, like Ridley Scott's kind of come out and, and said like, oh, he's done with the alien. You know, Prometheus Two is not going to have any of that, and it kind of feels like. 
you know, apart from the branding and like the, the alien thing, which it was weird because when the, the film went into production, they, they were very strongly calling it a prequel to Alien. And when as it went along, they were, they were kind of like, nah, it's its own thing. And it's just like, well, just be your own thing then. Because if you're not, it, it, like, as a part of the alien universe, it doesn't feel right. And it, like, look, like in terms of the narrative, it doesn't make sense. But. There's a lot of that film that makes sense. No, 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 totally. I mean, like, within the film itself, but yeah. also in the wider scope of the alien universe. But, you know, if it was its own thing, if it was just a new story, I'd kind of be a little bit more on board with it. Yeah, I, I, if it isn't an alien film, it's just a film that starts up a franchise or a series. Yeah, really. yeah totally. I'd, I'd be better with it, but they're not. They're pitching it as part of an alien thing. It's and this is at a time when we really need the hit, to be honest. Yeah, you need yeah, something yeah. there. But the other thing is uh, with, with, that, that struck me about Prometheus is it's not part of the alien universe, it's just not. It feels completely incongruous to it, it's too fucking light uh, in terms of the actual the cinematography, it's all fucking day That's practically. Whereas alien, aliens, uh, and, and alien fleet, they all have this kind of almost there, uh, like. The first day has this green tinge to it, aliens have blue tinge to it, and then the alien three have this sepia tinge, but they're all feeling sick with each other. Then Scott goes, you know what? I'm going to throw a lot of light in there. He doesn't feel part of the same universe, he doesn't feel part of the same aesthetic. He doesn't feel like a continuation. And also, the casting is just bizarre. It's terrible. You know, you've got white cast. Guy Pierce in the role of, of an elderly man. Why don't you cast an elderly man? There's fucking loads out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why cast Guy Pierce and then put him in terrible makeup? I, mean, like, I think they like they kind of had more of him in like um, as a younger campaign. man. Like, yeah, well, that was it. Viral campaigns for actual for what is actually in the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. It just it, it, it smacks of a guy who. Has lost his touch. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you've got to look at that. You know, there are so many miscast characters with, within it. There's so many. You know, people are putting out accents when you can just cast. If you're an American pilot, cast an American pilot. Idris Elba's acting. He's such a entertainment. But why does he need to be American? Why does he have that bad American accent? Why can't he speak English? A lot of other people are English in it. You know, Logan Marshall Green is completely miscast. His character makes zero sense at all throughout the entire film. You know, there's so many bits that just missed the point. Look, I mean, yeah, I mean, Logan Marshall Green in particular, he's just. It feels like a TV actor who has somehow managed to get a big break as the second lead in a alien. He's film. not a real actor. For so. That's no fault of his own because he's a pretty face that happens to be and stuff. Yeah. He's the sort of person who would be the love interesting gossip girl of yeah, yeah, lies. Yeah. He's that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm sorry, as a a, a, a professor or a doctor or a, no, it doesn't work he's got this thing where like he'll go blah 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 ah blah blah blah, blah. you know like, he, he does that a few times in the film like it just like he's got like a set this is 
this is my shtick yeah. and I'm just going to go with it. And also, he's a massive prick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, there is also There is not a single, I think, say a film, yeah. a likeable character, with the exception of possibly Idris Elba's character. I don't know. I, I think Mimi Rapaz to work to an extent. To an extent. She's completely wrapped up in her own version of what the world is. But it's like, you can't look beyond what your thoughts are. She has an arc, though. I mean, like, by the end of the film, she is like, I, I was so wrong. I'm sorry. I, you know, I was wrong. But she still just wants to find these engineers and ask this question why did they decide not to kill us? Like, so far, they haven't actually decided not to kill you. They were stopped by something. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, like, to be fair, the space jockey guy at the end is going off to Earth because he wants to. He wants to fuck up her. Yeah. But he doesn't. Yeah, because he gets stopped. So, exactly. but yeah, yeah, but it's still tension. I just feel like it's, it's not even a question that you need to say, ask why. It, it just seems like a really flimsy obsession. Well, no, I, I, to be fair, I, I don't know, I thought that was okay. It's just like, right, you, you designed us, and now you want to destroy us. Why? I think that's a pretty good question for humanity. I, I just don't doesn't compute with me. It doesn't, it doesn't fit that she becomes that obsessed with that idea. The thing is, I, I kind of can't believe I'm defending the storytelling because the thing is, the there, is, there, is there is so much wrong it, with it, the film. So it seems like it seems like you've got two people writing a story that have never met each other and that haven't written the story sat next to each other. Yeah, They've sure. written it bouncing off each other and have just gone. They've both got different ideas of where it wants to go and different ideas of where it's been as well. Yeah. I don't think David Lindelof has seen a single alien film. Well, no, I mean, I think that's maybe a bit... I, the thing is, the, the film is just really, really muddled. It doesn't know, it doesn't know what it's going to do. And the thing is, you know, you, you can get caught up in minutiae, but in particular this world, there's minutiae to get caught up in all over the place. Why, 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 why is there a, like, neural of a Exactly. Like, it just, it doesn't make... As then, as then you get infused to it in its first in its incarnation. Yeah. It's like, hang on a minute, we saw it an hour and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, like, the, um, the, 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 the kind of the big flappy thing that um, uh, Nomi Rapasburst kind of, like, enfolds over the engineer at the end, it's like it's a face up like a giant face yeah. You know, so it's like, you can see the evolution there, so why have a xenomorph mural? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's all just of a film that was made to do an alien prequel but without an actual idea of where they wanted to start, where they wanted to go, what they wanted to do, and they would just make it up as they went along. And again, a little bit like Lost. And yeah, no, sorry, that's a good point. I mean, and again, if it was his own universe, if it was his own yeah. thing, fair enough, whatever, it's fine. You've got a thing we don't, in, in, in its own universe, we don't know what that thing is. You know, it's a creepy looking image. Fair, fine, fair enough, go with it. But here, it just, it, 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 it doesn't make sense. I mean, like, you've got the fact that it's a different planet from Alien, but that thing crashes in exactly the same position as, 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 the, as, as the thing in the original Alien. Yeah, the space jockey, you know. But the space jockey actually then actually moves the position it's found. Yeah. To go and do something else. Yeah, to go do something else. So it just, it, it doesn't... It, 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 it just it doesn't compute like you say that to me doesn't compute 
Mumira Pass's intention is kind of good to me, to be honest. I, but I, 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 yeah, I, I can see how, um, how they quite easily could be explained, and I wouldn't be able to argue against it. They didn't compete for me, but I can see that I feel like it's fit for the people. But there's, there's so much else there that just, just makes sense. Like the idea of, of that we don't know the Wayland's on the spaceship. Yeah. We do. The idea that we don't know that Charlie's Ron, who's the one who's horribly misstaffed, uh, and his character has no point at all. We don't know that she's his daughter. And they've got a terrible, terribly written scene of where she goes, Father. Yeah, yeah. We know. And it feels like the weirdest Blade Runner tribute ever. Yeah, it, yeah. it's so. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. The music, I like the score. I, 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 I the score. If it's not if it's not part of the alien universe, the score's fine. But it's a floaty adventure film score. Yeah, it's yeah, an alien right, film. Yeah. I want intense, I want brooding, I want that, I want claustrophobic, I don't want do 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 I don't want essentially a little bit like a Jurassic Park thing to yeah, yeah, it, It's what it feels like a little bit. I want more alien or aliens. I don't want Jurassic Park two. Yeah. Which it is. And, and, that's my issue with it is it, 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 it wants to trade off the alien franchise name but it also wants to be its own separate thing which is a, a bit of a space rock but it never gives me a space rock it gives me a halfway house in between the two which makes zero fucking sense but you know about a pace tapping at that machine and it going this machine is calibrated for a male and then she gets in it and, it, and, it, and then it comes out and says that machine if it's as sophisticated it is would go I'm sorry we have detected distinctive signs of a uterus yeah 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 you know men and women we might have the same DNA and like that but we're genetically incredibly different you know and we just notice that and it just happens to pull out the right thing and doesn't pull out her wound or anything like that. And then she's like staggering around, but then she's able to jump freely from thing to thing. Just, it's I was prepared to come into this, to come into this idea of going, look, it doesn't make sense in A, B, and C, which is the alien thing, but it, it looks nicer than that. I'm now at the point where I'm going, I've watched it five times now, I'm now at the point of going, do you know what? Prometheus isn't a bad alien film. It's a bad film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, yeah. I don't... I used to be, like, uh, of the opinion of... If you're not obsessed with the alien universe, with that, I could say you could enjoy it. I don't know. It's just a bad film. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I mean, I looked at it from a standalone point of view. Like, to be honest, like, it, it just... I, I tried to, anyway, but it just... It, it, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It is part of the franchise. That is how it was marketed. It was how it was released. You can look at it as its own individual science fiction film, all you want. But you know, nobody looks at Aliens as its own film. You know, no it's one looks at like Superman Two as its own. Yeah, film. Like Aliens is, is manages to be part of the same universe, feel part of the same universe, but be a totally a completely different film. Yeah, yeah. Aliens is space horror. Aliens. Aliens. Aliens is an action film. It's an action film. Yeah. It's action. It's action sci-fi, and they both work fantastically, but they feel part of the same one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean that's it. I, so, I mean, 
you know, Idris Elba, he's good. He's his character is pretty redundant, really. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like it, again the the funny kind of whole they made it up as they went along kind of thing. That scene with him and Charlize Theron, it just it kind of feels like it, it, why is that, there? that? Yeah, that bit where um, he's like he's saying, oh yeah, we got a clip somewhere. Oh, you know, oh your signal's breaking up. See you later, bye. And it's just like, is that how little you care for? There's some weird shit going on down there already. You see a clip you're not expecting. I, I just, I don't, I don't. The most tentative thing, those essentially apparitions, CCTV things that I can uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tap into. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry. That is, that is the, that is beyond the limits of Wizards did it. It is beyond that. It's inventing a vehicle for exposition. It's, it's so, so limited. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this could get interesting. I <laughs> understand. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I think we're running down off the beat just now. Yeah, 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 no, totally. I mean, it just, yeah, it's it's not a good film. Not good film. And also, I love rocks. Oh. Rapes, uh, not Rapes, yeah. Sean Harris. His arc going from, I don't give a fuck about anyone else, get out of my face, to, I like rocks. Yeah. I can't see anything about this about, about this uh, the geology of it at all. Yeah. I don't know why she's there. And it's I don't like breathing through an exhaust pipe. Yeah. What? You'd be dead no within hours. Yeah. Why does everybody have some regional accent in that? Film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 bizarre. I mean, like Idris Elba, just be British. Yeah. There's no, there's no reason why you can't be. Yeah. else is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. The Prometheus shit. 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 Yeah. I would love to say it's not. I would love to have made peace. But it's shit. Yeah, I, I'm like, I think I, in my last view, I was a 3.5 out of 5. I think I'm down to a 1.5 or a 2. It just, I don't, I don't know why I suddenly felt so okay with it. I'm, I'm, I'm about to go for a fist. That could be more compelling than for the There you go. So you actually go for a fist. I'm going to go for a fist. I'm going to go for Blowout. Yes. Uh, blowout. Right, the Palmer's film. Stars John Travolta, Nancy Allen, John Lithgow, and uh, Dennis Brandt. And uh, it's bloody brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I got the. Uh but the RSL uh, not the Christmas of God the Christmas of God I'd, I'd seen this on, uh, on a VHS in like the the mid 90s oh, yeah. um, and, and you know enjoyed it enough to, to have, have fond memories of it but 
I, jo- I remember the story, but I remember very little of the, the actual, the, the kind of natural meat of it, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, I decided to get a spin the other day, um, and I threw it. I got to go to the toilet, and I bought it, and the time I missed uh, it, said, this is fucking brilliant. I mean, this isn't just good, it is yeah. staggeringly good. Then I came back, watched it, and I was just absolutely blown away by just how fucking good it is. There's so much, there's, there's such like, there's a great story within it, um, but there's a procedural element to it that is just magnificent. Uh, Early on, there's a scene where got Travolta and he's on a bridge, essentially um, recording sounds for a film, and he's just recording sound effects. It's essentially put on a sound effects wheel, and it lasts maybe five to eight minutes, maybe. But it is just, and all it is is it's Travolta stood on a bridge, playing a microphone and things, and we get that kind of that scraping noise, and we get the noises of, of, of what is recording. We also get the background noise of what is recording, and it is just. It's, it's incredibly palmer. Uh, and it's palmer of it. But it is absolutely just engrossing, encapsulating you're watching it. I, I was I was in your bed, right? I sat up in bed leaning forward, you know, and all the hair and eyes and head and the thing just to hold up recording sounds. It's so magnificent. Yeah, no, it is it's amazing. I mean I've got the um, the Criterion Blu-ray. Um, which is the, se- the second time before the Criterion Blu-ray now after I uh, went back to uh Regina Blu-ray and um, it just and also, I've got to say the, the case, the, the cover of the Criterion is so much better than the Arrow cover. Which one is it? Uh, What's it like? Oh, um, it's like the image of Travolta just sitting there with all the like the shit in the room all around. That'd be nice, yeah. Like, have you not seen that? I've not seen that. Because no. what is it is nice. Um, the Arrow Blu-ray is nice, but it, 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 do you know what? Arrow could take a leaf out of the rabbit Blu-ray thing and actually have still shots of the films as their steelbooks rather than done art. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I am not a, I'm not a massive fan of that art. Yeah, it, look, it looks a lot nicer on the actual physical copy holding it than it does in picture. Yeah. But the rabbit seal is fantastic. Man. There's no bloody signal. Uh, well, I'll have well, we'll have to have a look at it later on. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is, it's just it's De Palma just doing everything, all all the stuff that De Palma's into, the sleaze, the style, the kind of the Hitchcockian kind of element. Yeah. But what I like about it as well, I mean, like Hitchcock, is that the overarching uh, plot, the like the assassination thing, doesn't really matter. You know, it's it's about the characters. And about, about the situation, the individual situations they find themselves in, and in John Lithgow, you've got one of the most interesting villains yeah. I think ever. Like literally, he is so into what he's doing that he performs a series of sex crimes. Yes, cover it up. Because it's just like, why not? You know, um, it gives me something to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's a Well, you know, it's cool. This I'm gonna kill them and think, no, they can all they're, they're all connected to do. That's, that's a commitment to a call. Yeah. So, and then he literally spends his time look, like looking out for women who look like Nancy Allen yeah. so that he can kill them as well. So, a couple of points where you're watching it going, that, 
I mean, it's amazing as well the fact that like you never really like there's only a, like one shot I think where you see one of the people who's actually involved in the cover-up when John Lithgow's on the phone to him, yeah. and that's it. And he's just like, "You're a crazy bastard. I'm not having anything to do with you. See you later." That's yeah. basically it's, it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. He just goes off his own speed. He's, he's, he's still on the payroll by that point, or not? He's just. I, that's I, it. I think I think he's not. He's just doing he, it off I, his I, own I, back. He's, he's going. No, I signed up for this. I'm yeah. going to see it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And then at the end, you're told, like, they don't know who he is. Like, his identity is still being looked into. And it's just, you know, there's a whole backstory with that character that's not said. It's, it's, I don't know, it's just like, it's the one, I think it's probably the only film ever where someone in, indulges in sex crimes because they're trying to cover up something else. <laughs> there's, there's no, it's so there's good. no sexual enjoyment out of it at all. No. It's just what it well, is. Well, there might be. You might just be like, oh, well, this is something. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's like me that he does get off on it. It wouldn't surprise me if he is getting off on it. It's just like, I don't know. I mean, there's that one bit as well where um, that the, the girl who's um, giving the guy the blowy in the, in the phone booth and he just taps on the, <laughs> the, the, the glass and like waves that note and a smile on his yeah. face. <laughs> that, that, that is such a third rock to the sun moment. Yeah, yeah. But, no, but it's such a good character moment. It's, yeah. This guy is really it's a massive shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, like, he's talking about the, the department of the followers her where she goes she just mimics it a few minutes then he follows her to the bathroom where she brushes her teeth yeah it just that's the sleaziness that the palmer gets across and it's a little bit it's like a ten minute short film where you're, you're kind of expecting the climax of the film to kick in. It's like, no, we're just going to watch this nicely staged sequence for a few minutes, and then we'll get into Nancy Allen. That's, that's, you know. what, that's what Fallout is. It's a collection really well staged and really well put together to set pieces, yeah, yeah. essentially. It makes so much sense. And Tomorrow's descent into obsession so great. I mean, that's the thing. The last ten minutes of the film are just amazing. It, it, it's completely Travolta trying to do the right thing. He's trying to do the right thing. Like in the flashback sequence, he's trying to do the right thing, and he kind of gives up, and he like decides to like wallow in whatever and works that shitty company and then he, he thinks he's got another chance to do the right thing and then he fucks that up as well you know and it just it, it's it's such a dark horrible sad ending yeah there's, there's no redemption for anybody no. A, a, everybody ends this film worse than they started yeah yeah without question you know you've got to uh, that beautiful scene where he's falling down to the oh my god I mean you've got that and I mean just before that which I'd forgotten previously the scene where all, it's his face and all the fireworks are going off and it's just like red, blue, white red, blue, white on his face but then that bit and you've got Pino Donaggio's um, Jack and Sally thing kicking in and it, it, it's like that it's almost like it's rotating and the fireworks are in the background and he's holding it and it just it's the most Gorgeous, sad shot, I think, ever in cinema, frankly. Yeah, I, 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 I can definitely see why I could do that without question. Yeah, it's, it's so. I can imagine that. I watched that on uh, 42 uh, inch TV and it looked incredible. I can imagine that. Just with the cinema screen, it's just. 
It's like if, if Blowout, if Blowout was being played on a, in, on a cinema screen a hundred miles radius of my house, I'd go and see it. Yeah, I, I would, without question, without hesitation, you know, it's that thing that, it's the sort of film where you pay, even if you've already seen it, 50, 60 quid, to go and watch it oh, yeah, yeah. on a big screen. Yeah. Because it's just an experience to watch. It's, it looks magnificent. It is so well done. <laughs> 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 Travolta setting up um, sound effects just to listen to them. It's so thrilling. No, yeah, I mean, it just the 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 the, the, the sequences where he's going through the minutiae is just incredibly procedural. But it's oh yeah, here's the here's the cover. Oh, here's the cover. Yeah. Oh, that is nice. That is really nice. How good is that? I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think it doesn't, it often fits the criteria, go a little bit too far with stuff. Because they go a bit arty as well, yeah, like you were saying with Arrow earlier yeah, on, but this is just like, I, I think it's, a, it, it's just a still, yeah. you know, and like the credits in the middle, it just, it's bloody gorgeous, you know, so, but anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got Nancy Allen as well, who, her character on paper could have been the worst. Yeah, but she is so sweet and likeable. Yeah, sweetness to it. Yeah, it's not particularly. The character's not particularly nice. Not great character. No, no, no. I mean, like she's doing some bad shit. Yeah. But it kind of like it slightly feels like she doesn't quite know it's that she's, bad. She's, yeah, she's not aware of the of what she's aware of what she's doing. She's not aware of the impact of what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more that certainly. Instead, and then your dirty Dennis France, just uh, yeah. you know, he's just really greasy and slimy. And I mean, again, those scenes between him and Sally don't necessarily need to be in the film, but they just add a bit of they, they, they character. Add, yeah, they add a bit of, like I say, a bit of bump to it, a bit yeah. more to, to the, the whole, the whole kind of aesthetic of it, etc. They do add um, to building Nancy Allen's sweetness as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, John Travolta as well. He's incredibly good in this. Yeah, he is super charming and it's effortless. But you get his sadness and melancholy at the same time. You know, it just it's it's there. That image of him, like staring at Benedict Cumberbatch, she's like yeah. sat behind him. He's like, "I'm gonna eat your face off, Cumberbatch, Bundy Ding." But that's from last year's. Oh, is it? That's from last year's. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that's from last year. Turn the scene. I'm even doing the thing of the barrel cum satchel. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's from last year. Yeah. He's here. He's so. It's a, it, yeah, because it's totally a wig, isn't it? Because yeah. he, like, he, he goes around without it on quite a lot, doesn't he? He's looking at him in savages, which is what, two years ago? Yeah. And he's bald. Yeah. 
not getting away from it. He's ball. Yeah. And he accepts it. But Savage is he's great. I love Savage. I know you, you were a fan. I can see I can see why everybody else on the planet is a fan of Savage. I love it. But he's actually really genuinely good in that film. Could you imagine if all of a sudden there's that Snowden film in the style of Savage? Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Edward Snowden. Is he? Yeah. Okay, I'm, be, I, I'm behind that. I'm intrigued. I don't know whether I'm behind it, but I'm intrigued. It kind of feels like Joseph Gordon Levitt's suddenly gone, I want an Oscar nomination. Because he's doing that, he's doing Philippe Petit. Well, the next book of Blowout, I believe, was Scarface. Well, yeah, 1980. Yeah. 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 classic Hollywood thing of not no, having any awareness of anything else outside your immediate uh, self. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, he's a, a really bizarre person, really, within that Hollywood media. He's an incredibly weird character. Yeah, his behaviour in the Oscar was frankly a little bit troubling. What do you think of Kelly Preston looking at that afterwards just going, oh, really, I've got to have sex I've got him for the next 30 years, really. Yeah, yeah. this guy, because if I don't, what am I going to do? I've got no fucking money on career. It's looking a lot more kind of parochial now, isn't it? Yeah, it's looking a lot more weird. It's where we are. Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're through to Whaley Bridge. Wow. And it, um, Whaley, Whaley Bridge sounds like the sort of place that, uh, that Jerry O'Connell went to summer camp. <laughs> That's incredibly specific. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Be honest, this is where Jerry O'Connell went to fat camp. <laughs> um, definitely not shit. No, definitely not shit, without question. It's a magnificent. You watch anything other than Aliens? Yeah, the Aliens go. No. No, I'm not. I'm not amazing. I've been to watch the Alien film. What I've watched? What's with something else I've watched? I don't think I have. No, I, I watched Ouija. Have you watched Ouija? Yeah, what's that? What else have you watched, Mark? I've not watched Alien film. A- 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 AVP. I've read it. Did you watch 89? Yeah, you can see it to it, yeah. I, I have watched that, but what, what, where, um, Terminator, 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 Push it up, push it up, push it up. Uh, what section are we in? Uh, we're, 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 we
so I was about to talk about Ouija. I'm trying to think of, yeah, you've got to talk about Ouija, yeah. Yeah, Ouija. I'll catch you on the show. Alright. Still <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, Based on the, uh, the board game, so I'm kind of surprised. What's going on in one minute? Fingers, fingers, and eat this. Um, Jesus Christ, this is going to be so messy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, walk or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six miles apparently. Yeah, that's what the dolls are. Yeah. Yeah, I've got walking shoes. Yeah, because we've both got cons on. Yeah, yeah. My cons are in a way worse position. I, I, I put mine through the wash. Yeah, yeah, I need to do that. Um, they come out amazing. Just, just as a side note, if your cons are looking a little bit raggedy and stuff like that, it's just from the wash, they come out amazing. Like fucking view. Ouija. Based on the Hasbro board game. Ouija, I don't know, I think maybe they bought the name or something, I don't know. So basically the most generic teen horror you've ever ever seen. The thing is, it's so middle of the road. It's not awful, awful, awful. I wasn't offended by it. Um, but it's so middle of the road that it just it does everything you expect it to do but in a kind of a PG-13 15 rated kind of way so like the the, the, the death scenes there aren't that many of them there's one at the start um, there's one maybe like halfway through the film involving dental floss and then there's another one just towards the end and I think that's about it yeah but um, it, it just it's that you you got five kind of like high school characters, most of whom look like they'd be in their twenties. You know, you got like a fifteen year old sister who looks like she's played by an eighteen year old. You know, it's that kind of thing. Um, and um, it just the scares are incredibly generic. Um, it looks as polished as a teen horror film does these days. Um, and it, it just it, it sits there on the screen. Is there a criminal of misogyny in it already? Uh, no. So it, 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 in modern terms, it's actually fairly good horror then. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean. Yeah. The thing is, like, I, it follows has more artistry to it, but it pissed me off more than Ouija. <laughs> but I think that's because of my expectations for it follows, because people have been bumming it. And the thing is, I, I talked about this earlier on on the show with Noel, but I watched the myth of the American sleepover um, on, the, on the train ride up. I actually thought that was, was alright. It, it, was, it was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I quite, really quite enjoyed that. So, it follows, it gets the team thing right, but it just drops everything else and, and this it just not everything else I mean it looks good it sounds alright but I tell you what the, the score for it follows you'll be into it hardcore for the first 10-15 minutes by the end of it you'll be like right that's enough of the sim <laughs> is, it, is it a little bit like that sim scores are in at the moment they do loads of yeah. Yeah, pretty much. If your score is as good now, if you use a tin score, if it isn't at the level of drive and the guess, don't, don't bother. fucking bother. I, I'm done with Ouija. I, want, I just want to say, the new job, that John Carpenter album, Lost Themes. What? The Lost Themes, the yeah. John Carpenter album. I want a film using that music so bad. I want a new John Carpenter album, shit. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, that. But I would love it. I'd love John Carpenter to go. 
you know what? If you're going to make a new fucking escape through New York, fine. But I want to, I, I want 30 million to do, I want 30 million of Kurt Russell to do an escape from Qatar. Or something like that, just to turn random. Well, the third one was going to be Escape from Earth. Earth, yeah, it was, so. yeah. I'll just do something random like that. I, I, I'm not against this game from New York. I'm not against it. I don't to get Escape Whiskey right. I, I'm all for it. I'm intrigued by that idea that was bandied about last night, Twisted being a woman. Rona Mitra was kind of almost there with I, I, Doomsday. I get behind that. I, I'm not against it. I'm not against that yet, but that's got to be really carefully cast to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when they say an Emily Blunt, don't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Uh, mate, I'd, I'd watch Emily Blunt like really I mean, I mean, if, she, if she was like kicking some ass. But she, call me Tommy in a mildly clipped British accent it doesn't work for me. Oh, oh, I think that's what I did watch, actually. I watched Hockey uh, Games, Hockey uh, Games, Hamlet. Oh, how, we're in a French-English place, Chapel on le Feu. Chapel on le Feu. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Hockey Games, Hamlet? Not yet, no. I've not seen it. Um, yeah. Is it all about propaganda and stuff? No. Oh. It mentions it, and it would like to be. Oh, right. Um, it, it's... It's a brave choice, is what I'll say. Taking a, uh, a team franchise, essentially, it's one games, it's a team franchise. Admittedly, it's been a, a, a fair team, but a decent team franchise, but that's, that's not what it is. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It goes really dark. Really dark. This is a bleak, incredibly dour. Any of the main characters, though? Uh, follow them. They don't. Um, I'm not saying that it's not setting them up to that, but they, they don't. It's incredibly bleak. It's incredibly miserable. It's um, they're going down a certain path. It just for me, and I, I like the first. I got the second one all right, but essentially it's just a rehashing of the first. And this one, I like where they're going. I just don't think they've got there yet. Does it, does it feel like it, it deserves the runtime? Does it feel like that story deserves so far to be told in two parts? No. It's set up for a second film. Right. Yeah. But, if they get the next one right, it could be perfectly justifiable that this is the lead in the next one. Just, it, absolutely. It feels like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows syndrome to me, where part one, I, I remain resolute on the point that Deathly Hallows part one does not need to be that long and does not need to be you just need one three hour film and get done exactly that, that it could have worked like like that certainly I'll hold back based on the fact I'm not the next one but there's there's not a lot of story going on yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of moments in it and there's a lot of padding but there's not a lot of story moving forward and I'm doing Josh Hutchins. He's a, he's a terrible character. He's so bland. And you're supposed to care about him, but you don't. He's been in like nothing else since as well, hasn't he? Like he literally just does Hunger Games films. I think it was like Josh Hutchins. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. But it's not a lot to do. It's like Leo Holmes. 
Um, so we're on a, we're on a little snag do for yeah, our friends. No, then. we've already we've already done that back in the, oh, really? the, the day of the podcast. Okay. Everyone knows. It's a holiday that involves walking. Mark suggested top five walking. Oh, you were setting up the context to do apologise. Yeah, that yes, actually, yeah. yeah. I'm not about <laughs> framing the context of the podcast. He's he yeah. an actual podcaster. <laughs> yeah, that, that, well, he was a podcaster. <laughs> I'm a retired. Yeah, you are. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Can, you, can you retire from a podcast? I'm back for one last job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was getting too old for this shit, but considering the shit isn't really very large, he was just like, oh, I might have dabbled in this shit. Um, so, yeah, top five walking movies Mark suggested for some reason. Uh, Mark vetoed Lord of the Rings for some reason, probably because you could name five, uh, three Lord of the Rings and two Hobbits. And three Hobbits? Mm. Three Hobbits, yes. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Have you guys actually... No, no I wasn't expecting you to start recording it. It was just going to be a name pub chat, but now I feel... Uh, like what? In well, well, stand, no, stand by me. No, all right, maybe not top thought. five, but maybe just a discussion on walking movies. Great walking so. movies. Okay, well, stand by me. Yeah, a good there's film. a lot of walking there's in that film. In it. Yep. And um, The Weir, and what I've seen, if I'm thinking The Martin Sheen film that you haven't seen. No, Wild, I haven't seen. Oh, oh I've seen Wild. Actually, I really liked Wild. Has Wild got walking in it? Yeah, there's plenty of walking. She basically, it's Reese Witherspoon, a horrible Reese Witherspoon, deciding to uh, walk the Pacific Crest Trail uh, to prove, uh, to kind of like show to her dead mum that she, it, it, she can do something significant or impressive basically so she walks and it's very good written by Nick Hornby of course um, yes. and uh, yeah Reese Witherspoon was good in it to my much how to my significant chagrin. is it more impressive than significant sorry is it, is it significant well in, in her life I suppose like in a, in a personal I mean I, I don't know like me being able to shit without blood in there is significant these days but you know um, get that checked out. Yeah, sorry. Get that checked out. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But, I mean, uh, what would that? What would that film be called? Bloodshit. Loring's bloodshit. Loring's bloodshit. Uh, I'll tell you after. Blood on the night. porcelain. Nick Hornby is as, as close as I've Blood on the porcelain. Blood on the porcelain. Nick Hornby is as close as I've ever got to having a celebrity friend. Really? Um, well, I'll tell you about that afterwards. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, did you fuck his wife or something? No, 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 that's what I mean, I, I, I generally was friends with him, because uh, we, we had a mutual love of, a, of, of the same band. Oh, uh, right, sure. Band, an American band, and we'd see each other, and I, and, uh, I traded uh, bootlegs with him. Bloody uh, hell. We chatted with gigs. Wow. Uh, he gave me a signed copy of 31 songs, and... Uh, that's really nice to be returned for the, all these bootlegs or something. Uh, That's yeah. But yeah, but I haven't. But the, the band, then the band split up, and I no longer see him because um, <laughs> I'm no longer ever at the same gig. Why, why don't you like do a, friends, like, a reunion know. kind of like like let's all just get together and chat about this band <laughs> because they were so awesome. That'd be a bit weird. It'd be like Nick, 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 come, come to us, come to us. Uh, walkabout. Oh, walkabout. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no. I'm seeing it. Great film. It's right. a good walking movie. Um, oh, trucks. Tracks. I haven't seen it. Yeah, watch it. It's good, right? Adam Driver's in it as well, isn't he? Yeah. He's a photographer of Foxer. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Is that pretty much his role? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there? Uh, I don't know. This is fucking low energy shit, isn't it? Jesus. This is, this well, is walking is low energy, though. I don't think you should record this as a podcast. I, I, <laughs> no, I, no, I'm putting it on there because it's nice to have other voices on there. So I would have prepared a better top five on our walk just now. What do you guys think about the alien news? I think um, I'm surprised anyone. I think it's fine. Uh, I think as we said on Twitter that it seems ridiculous for anyone to dismiss Blomkamp as a director when he's only made 
Well, three films, but Chapman's not even out yet. Elysium, I didn't think it was very good, but District 9, surely, as I said to you, surely buys you a bit of leeway that you might deliver. You know, it's not like he's made 15 terrible films in a row that you hand in the keys to They've moved the press screening of the UK press screening of Chappie from Monday to the day before it comes out. It's never a good sign. Right, the week beforehand, which doesn't bode particularly well, but we'll we'll see. The thing that surprises me, but I know a lot of people are... I I think Alien 3 is fine, and I think, obviously, the work print is a bit better than the first one. But I don't think it's a great film. I'm surprised that anyone cares enough about the Alien films beyond the second one that they could get angry about the dismissal of 3 and 4. Because it's not like... It's not like the storyline was that particularly great going through those films. It doesn't discount the existence of Alien 3. Uh, what, what makes me laugh is the fact that you know David Fincher doesn't give a fuck. No, so it's like if the guy who directed the film doesn't care. No one's taking taking Alien 3 away from you. Yeah. Uh, but I understand exactly the reasoning behind this do, do, do you disagree with that, George? You seem to be. No, no, I mean, I think mine is. My issue is that. I mean, all this has came from the leaked images from Broncamp about like, this new alien. And every sort of way. <laughs> Well, am I chest bursting here, <laughs> or were you just rubbing? Everybody went nuts for these pictures. <laughs> nice. And <laughs> but, but when I saw all of them, I just thought they looked stupid and hot, like really, really silly. If anyone can guess what I was doing there, tweet at Dude and a Monkey, <laughs> and I will pay. I don't know why he was doing it, but I, I think I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the only person who thought the images were really no, terrible. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't really look at them. I, I thought. I, mean, I they thought they were ridiculously bad. Yeah. And like, and like, if that's going to be what it's going to be, what, what it's going to look like, then I'm not interested. Where I mean, it don't be wrong, broadcast fine, um, but I don't, I don't care that it's going to take place before Alien Three. That, that makes complete sense because then you can branch it off into other places. And but what is the legacy back, of Alien going back? We've got Prometheus, two Alien versus Predator films. Alien Resurrection, that's before you even get back to Alien 3. Yeah. So they can't really fuck it up any more than that, yeah. can they? So, you know, why not? You probably can't get worse than AVP 2. I haven't seen That's the only one of any Alien movie I've never seen. Like, literally, that Record film M, is, yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah. It's so bad. I've only ever seen it the once, and it just... There's a bit in it that's really offensive as well, where it's like, isn't there like a woman in a coma, yeah. and... Oh, there's like a woman in a coma, and a, like, or like there's a coma ward, and then like face huggers just start like fucking face fucking like comatose patients, and it, and then they like the, <laughs> it, like the aliens come out, and it's just like it's really really icky, like just in a way that feels like it's just like it's not impressive like Geiger, it's just horrible. Yeah. And, um, no, I mean, that, I mean, question though, alien, this Alien 5, or whatever it's going to be, or Prometheus 2? I want to see another Prometheus movie. It's Ridley Scott doing Prometheus 2. Uh, no. no. He's not even doing Blade Runner 2. No, no, they're, they're no, no, producing yeah, yeah. it. Oh, segue. Dennis Field, you feel nervous. Yeah, yeah what, yes, what, yes. what do you think about that? The guy who directed Enemy doing a new Blade Runner film, that's fucking interesting, yeah. no? The guy who, the, the guy who directed Departures... <laughs> Is it those departures? Yes. Directed a new Blade Runner film. Well, he's a good director. He is. I mean, I'm, I'm usually the one. I think, well, I think in this case, I just think, I don't think it's a great idea. But I'm, 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 I'm generally, I'm like, well, let's wait and see the film and you're not taking the original away. And all that still is, 
exact what I think, but I just Harrison I Ford. struggle to see how Blade Runner two will with Harrison Ford. What what it would be? Yeah, I just I don't know. He's lost his like the whole thing. What made Harrison Ford a movie star was his charisma. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a bloody robot anyway. It's not. It's not yeah. impressive to say Harrison Ford's going to be in no. a film anymore, is it? That's the it's, thing. It's, is he? Um, isn't he supposed to be a robot? Yes. I, maybe I, I, maybe I, I, the double I, I, twist I, is that he isn't actually. I have, I have that theory, but he's still only a theory. Yeah, but I mean, like with Prometheus, where this got showed blatant disregard for continuity beforehand, so he he could probably just happily do whatever. I mean, the fuck. it's all made up. Uh, yeah. You can just make it up a different way, I suppose. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I I think I think the yard. The funny thing is, had Blade Runner been a big hit in 1982, we would have had a shit Blade Runner sequel 30 years ago. Yeah. It's just that it wasn't a hit, and it's taken this long for it to become it's, such it's a part of cultural who, life. That who, who apart from film fans, goes to see Blade Runner 2? Yeah, I don't know. No one. Yeah, that, that like, genuinely, like, who, who actually sees that? It's, it's why the I'm same a, people who went to the Total Recall remake, probably. Uh, it's why I'm a little bit worried oh, about Mad Max Fury Road, in terms of, uh, I mean, in terms of box office. Oh, who's going to go and see it? Yeah, like, who's going to go and see Mad Max Fury Road, apart from people on the internet, including myself, who are really into the marketing? I, I, well, I think if the marketing does well, because it's, it's got a really good trailer, and if they, if they stick that in front of something like Avengers, then a lot of people's going to see it, and going to see how, like, the epic scale of it, and that might attract them to go to But yeah, it's going to have to be that, because it's not going to, you know, it's not going to mean anything to anyone under the age of 20, is it? But you look at something like Doomsday, though, and, like, that film had a pretty anarchic trailer. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, the trailer ends with fucking Guy's head, like, flying into the fucking screen, screaming, you know, it's not that far away. And that film did nothing. You know, it's, I don't know, they're going to have to pimp the living fuck out of that film and somehow make it appeal to younger audiences and also I mean like it's like what's the certificate they're going to be it's going to have to be a, a 15 or under so like, if that film's an 18 it's it's no one it's not going to do well it's, it's just, not, it's sure, not. But, but I imagine it'll be an R you can get a lot of weird yeah it'll probably 50, be an R yeah, it'll yeah. be an R and a 15 yeah because yeah. Mad Max I, I said Mad Max the original's an 18 isn't it that'll be a 15 now if you've got to do it yeah 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 the second one's still an 18. But I think there's some rapey stuff in the second one, isn't there? Or is that the first one? Uh, that's the first one. Um, yeah. With his like, wife and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, like, Jesus Christ, the first one's dark as shit. I mean, like, yeah, his yeah. wife and his child get like, really brutally murdered. And then you've got Mad Max 3, where he runs around with some kids. Yeah, that's the one I've only ever seen once or twice 20 years ago. I mean, that, 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 I mean, that literally, though, like, is... Like George Miller's co-director like died halfway through, and George Miller just gave up on it basically because he was so traumatized or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then George Miller kind of was just—I don't think his heart was really in it—and he just kind of fucked it up. Because that's the thing, like that Mad Max Three, you can split that film into two halves. The first half is a Mad Max film. The second half is Mad Max the Animated Series. You know, it just yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like it completely it weirdly kiddifies it. Yep. You know, and it, it's oh hello, what's going on here? I think everyone's getting food. Did you bring the food stuff down? No, oh, yeah, it's just preparing. For no, the no, no, fair enough. But um, yeah. Anyway, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we do. It's the best podcast. Uh, are we, we do. Do, you, do you want to say anything more? Do you want to um, advertise
selling a car to, yeah. to the six people who listen to this. <laughs> the, the Two Shot Podcast, a new podcast where I interview independent and sort of under the radar filmmakers. Just listen to it. I haven't got the anymore. It's going to be good. There you go. You've been told. Just listen to it. We've got a nice new logo, it's shiny. Done. Done. Yeah, have you got anything that you want to be a little bit more up about? Uh, if you can uh, Google my name, find some pictures of me, and just, just have a look at how. <laughs> look at my face. That's all it is. The only thing I have to offer right now. If you if you Google him, Laurie on Twitter, one of the f- uh, on Google or Google Google him on Twitter. Sorry, if you Google <laughs> Ian Loring on Google, one of the first results you find is some book a namesake of mine wrote called Christ uh, and the Kalashnikov. Good book, read it. You, if you look up uh, Ian Loring on Grinder. Uh, you'll find them in time. Lots, of, lots of me. Lots of yeah. me. Lots of loin. Too yeah. much of me. Plenty of loin to go around. And he's tamed. Alright, I think we should yeah. stop recording this. Tamed. That's probably going to be the last bit of the show as well. Tamed. Beautiful. Tamed. <laughs> 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 There's tension in nothingness to the like, like a shot where it's going to be one person walking towards camera. He's spinning around 360.
I can leave this room. I can walk into the next room. I can run walk and get lost in the next town. I can jump on a plane and go to a different country. It's going to take ages to catch up with it. So the tempo is there, but it's so short. I mean, also, also, just really important. They say at the end it's going to take it a few hours to get there. All right. Earlier on, how the fuck does it appear behind her sister and then just come out like straight away? How does that happen? Which scene? Oh, God, sorry, which scene? Um, so it's where like they're in her bedroom. Yeah. And they're knocking on the door and whatnot, and there's a couple of them coming and they're chatting, and then somebody else knocks on the door, and it's her sister, and then suddenly from behind the tall guy in the white shirt comes out in her house. How has that happened? Because he is just materialised. So why doesn't he just do that all the time? Because she's in bed, she's sleeping. Look, he hasn't moved. No, she was, he was in the living room. Yeah. He was a girl in the kitchen who was like eating on her hands. Yeah. That is the same person. Yeah, okay, so how does he get from the living room to the cupboard without them noticing that he's positioned himself in there? Because they don't see it. All he sees is literally so literally no okay no fine 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 the only people who can see it is the people who's getting to it so literally in the space that they were having that discussion he has moved behind her and then decides to like come in after instead of like bang 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 it just it doesn't it doesn't that doesn't make sense to me it feels like it's breaking its own rules and also the pool bit come on now they basically put four electrical appliances in the pot like by the pool and think it's going to kill it. Even though she shot it in the head earlier on and that did nothing. What a stupid kid, so is this thing going to kill yeah, but the thing, yeah, okay. In the film, that stupid kid's doing what they do. For us, it's, that's a shit plan. For five, ten minutes, you're thinking this is a terrible plan. We know how it's going to pan out. So, how is that tense? How is that tense, short? Yeah, well, you're right with that one, right? The film is just, I mean, it's constantly tense. I can't get a bull, this is the reason of, like, um, the fact that it's always coming for you. It might be a silly thing, but, like, the fact that, yes, you can go to the next place, but you have no idea when this thing is going to appear. But it's it's not, 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 once you've seen it, what? Yeah. It goes very far away. Chances are, it's not going to be very far from a we know it's going to appear, but there is never any case where we don't think it's going to appear. And when it does appear, what is it going to do? It's going to walk at her. There's no variation. It's going to walk at her with a view to either fucking her, doing some weird electrocution thing, or touching her, or it's not very clear what it wants or what it does. Like, the guy gets fucked up to death by his mother. Yeah, but it's not clear. Well, it's not clear what it wants or what it's doing. It seems to be different each time. It's like, he's going to touch me and kill me. There's no way he's going to put the fucking... Yeah, I can't, I can't. And also, also, do you want to be pedantic about it? If you can only see it, why is it dressing up as anything? Because, it's the same thing, it needs to be 
crowd, then you you, you can look up. Why is it dressing up as an old lady in a fucking like colorful nightdress? No, 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 no. But it's like it's trying to be inconspicuous. So why is it dressing up as something which is incredibly that's odd? Yeah, I can't. If it wants to get you to, why doesn't it dress as someone who walks around in that area? Not as someone who looks like they just escaped a mental asylum. But why is it pissing itself if it can choose how it disguises itself? Why does it choose to look like her dad Apart from the fucking writer director going, oh, so dad fucking raped her when she's a kid in this unresolved trauma. No, seriously, though. I like the change. When I watched it, I was sort of... It wasn't scary. It wasn't... When I went to the I... People said I was really the scariest film outside of this century. Which is pretty hard. You have to see that. Yes, full. Imagine that. I still found it incredibly unnerving, incredibly disturbing, quite incredibly tense. Different people find different things unnerving. It's like, apparently, if it got to you, it got to you. A certain... A certain someone on Facebook, I'm, I'm not going to name them, but said to me, objectively, it's really well constructed and real, constructed and realised. To be fair, I think you said yourself, you there were a couple of points that don't quite, don't quite add up. Yeah, don't get that. I mean, I'm not attacking you, but it's like, so, then, but there's someone saying, objectively, and it's basically saying, how can you not see that this is well done? And it's like, they're all playing. You, you, there are various things where you can poke holes at it. You know, so it just, and I, that's not you who said it, I'm going to make that clear. It wasn't, it, you know, but it just, it, there seems to be a thing where it kind of feels like if you don't like it follows, if you don't like the Babadook, then there's something wrong with your opinion of it. And I, I, and I, I know that's not you. Um, it was the Babadook was just metaphor in, two, in, a, in a film and the metaphor wasn't even that very good um, but it follows it's like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If, it, if it scares you it scares you that's the thing you're not trying to convince us that it's scary it feels like there are people trying to say if you don't find it scary it's actually something wrong oh yeah that's me thank you I didn't yeah. that. No, 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 they then fuck another person. Yeah. That prostitute gets it. That prostitute then fucks another person. That is, all I'm saying is the most likely scenario for passing it off. And to be fair, in the last five minutes, that's what that guy does. He's, he's cruising for prostitutes. And the thing is, at the, the end shot, 
where it's the two of them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. background. You are assuming that he must have fucked a prostitute, or you know, or, or not. Yeah, yeah. But it's like buying time that in my eyes. Yeah, it's, like, it's like when she she goes to the guy in the board. Yeah, it's just buying that thing. So it's got to go to the It's cool there. So you, you think? Uh, okay. So your ending of the reading, uh, your reading of the ending is that it's inevitable. Yes. Okay, fair enough. That's the thing. It's the film. I don't think it's saying it's inevitable. I think the film is saying it's open ended. I love that now. Well, I think it's either that person is redeemed or that person is Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sticking to the fact that you've got to kill them. But, like, if you want to go to a prostitute or whatever, if you don't know that's going to come for you, you're going to be easily killed. And therefore, it's going to come back to you. Yeah, but if you're a prostitute, you probably would have fucked. Because the thing is, they say, like, that, um, the Greg guy, it's like three, four days before it happens. To be fair, that prostitute probably would have fucked someone else. Yeah, but every time everything is killed, that's what I call it, the next one, even if it's on the shoot, it's like somebody else. Then, it's going to kill the first one to come back for her. And to be honest, it looks like they're within the vicinity of all each other, so that won't be that long. Prostitute as a business in one day. Yeah. yeah. Then she could have fucked someone. Yeah. And say that guy gets killed the next day. Is that salmon? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's going to pass it back to her. Yeah. She's going to fuck another guy. The next day that guy gets killed. The next day he comes back to her. She fucks another guy. You know, it's just going to bomb, 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 bomb. It's a bit pedantic of what it's actually doing. No, but the thing is, the film is so bizarre. The film is so these are problems with the film that stops it being the best horror film of the century. It's not perfect, but it's not really a perfect, but I still think it's one of the, what hell of a good horror film. I just want to be scared. See, I don't want to be It's a horror film. But I go for disturbing and unnerving over scared. I want to be disturbed. I want to be unnerved. That would be awesome. There's not a moment of this film that I think, oh shit. You know. Five out of five in The Guardian. It's going gonna, it's gonna to keep you awake for days or whatever. You know, it's just. Yeah. But there's no film ever that's kept me awake for days. No, it just. I don't get it. Anyway. Fruit here. We're done. Okay. Anybody missing food? Oh, man. Oh, man.